We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not listening to him, so go ahead. Producer. Not the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell me when. I, no, shut up. We need to get more. No, pe- no, hey, somebody run to bourbon. No, so I get some more pina <laughs> yes, I will not. What about the next tweet? The next tweet. I you don't want us to retweet anything. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for you to tell me. Let's go. Let the party begin in New Orleans. Final four week is here, and so is the field of 68. For the first time, we are bringing you comprehensive coverage. From previewing the Final Four up until the last buzzer of this college basketball season, we are live from Gordon Biersch. This is a 200 Poydras Street in New Orleans. So if you're in the NOLA area, come and see us. First round is on. Jeff Goodman, he's buying. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly, exactly. Uh, we're with you here. I'm John Fanta. He's mine. Terrence Oglesby. Goody's here. Rob Doster's here. I cannot believe that you two are sitting on the same side of a table. Well, it, it was not be for long. It was not by choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was not by choice. All I know is he's at the end, so if, if I push, <laughs> he's going down. He, the only reason I'm at the end is because Goodman didn't want his frame showing up in this, uh, in this shot over <laughs> but here. But we got your goal. Yeah, that's stack. why. He that's throw, right. that's throw right. me to the wolves. Real team player over here. Oh, man. Let's get it going, guys. Again, man, we're – I can't see you with yeah. this. It's okay. Like, better heard I'm than seen. Better we'll put it up in the front here. Better heard than seen. I mean, again – Who's the producer of the show? I'm not sure. We're seconds into the entire week. At what point? At what point will Dagan Hughes come in front of the camera and just do a Will Smith on Jeff Goodman? Hey, listen, I'm already in front of the camera. We're at 200 Poydras Street, so we're right across the street from Harris, which is extremely tempting for Randolph Childress. That's right. Who apparently cashed a $400 wager right off the get-go. Say that his wife might be watching. I mean, come on, we don't need everybody to hear. Taxis, they're going to come after us. <laughs> it's a block away from the Hilton Hotel. It's right across from Harris, so come visit us. All right, guys, we've got a lineup of guests all throughout the week. If you're ready for the Final Four, imagine how ready we are. We can't wait to bring you this coverage for the first time. I'll welcome in the governor here, Mr. Dowster. We've been waiting for this. It's here What's the vibe like for you, for us, and in New Orleans in general? Well, if you want to know what the vibe's like, I just got a cup of coffee, which I really needed. Um, <laughs> I've been up since uh, about 5 o'clock this morning. But it's actually kind of tame right now. Um, people are kind of flowing their way in. They're kind of arriving here. 
but I, I don't think I could be any more excited for a Final Four than I am right now. And, and part of the reason why we haven't had one of these in like three years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the one that we had last year. Jeff, you were there. It was not great. It was nothing compared to this. But I, it's just part of it is we got the Coach K storyline. Part of it is we got the Duke-North Carolina rivalry. Part of it is we have four Blue Bloods at the Final Four. But for me – the biggest you always look forward to this like the college basketball season builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until you get to the NCAA tournament until you get to the sweet 16 until you get to the final four this is the reward for busting your ass all season long and now it's here we haven't had one of these in three years, guys. Yeah, we got everything. Three years. I mean, he, he said it. Sean Paul was 11 last time we had a final four. <laughs> it feels like it. It does feel like it. But I was an Indian, and you know what? You, you tried to be appreciative last year of the tournament, but it wasn't the same. By the there way, can we just pause there. real real quick? Because, RC, you can come over here and get your cup of coffee. They gave it They gave it to Goodman. <laughs> yeah, we got Randolph Childress here with us. I don't need the cup of yeah. coffee. Yeah. Let's go, Randolph Childress. <laughs> here we go. Hey, hey. Yeah, we need that live studio RC, audience. RC, you forgot your hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, last year was yes. – listen, we were fortunate to have a tournament, but it wasn't the same. There was no atmosphere. There were no coaches. You know, I'm there, and the only coach I was able to talk to face-to-face was Eric Musselman through a fence at the baseball field. That was it, and I got yelled at for doing that. So here – Wait, you got yelled at? Oh, yeah. 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 That can't be so, too common in the current. Yeah, I mean, here – we got – listen, we are – I don't think it's a, a Rob Doster throw, but it might be – I could throw a football that far to the Hilton. What do you think? What do you think? Can I hit the Hilton? Um, the Hilton is right there, which is the coach's hotel. The casino is right there. So if you want to stop in, come by Gordon Beers because this is the place to be for the next five or six days. Uh, and again, I might even, I might even buy you a beer if you come through. So uh, I don't know, Fanta. We'll see. Depends how much you you're know. buying. You're, yeah. That's that's happening. There's no question buying. about it. Well, here's the big thing too: is it. It's a celebration not only of everything that these teams have done, but everything everybody else has put into it. All the coaches are here. You guys are here. Field of 68 in year two, nonetheless. I mean, that says a lot about you guys. It says a lot about everybody that you've put together, this production we have here at Gordon Beers. It's a great place to be. This is – and the Hefeweizen, by the way, is really good. I don't know if people know this or not. <laughs> I my can, man Doster and some of these guys, my they, sources, they have the Hefeweizen. They are very good. I'm not even on good. camera right now. My sources can <laughs> confirm it. No, but they, it is an excellent place to be. The energy's right. Now, we're still leading into the weekend. Yep. Tomorrow's going to yeah. be when everybody starts to convene, and you're going to see a lot of faces walking around the streets of New Orleans. But what an excellent time to be a college basketball fan. Four Blue Bloods. Four Blue Bloods. Four of them. Mm. In this Final Four, it's going to be an excellent weekend of games. Really excited to get going. Live from Gordon Beers, join us. 200 Poitras Street, wherever you are in New Orleans, stop on by, have some fun with us. Thanks to our partners at Gordon Beers. We're presented by Bet Rivers as well. So let's tee it up here. Out of all the things happening this week, Jeff Goodman, when you walk into Caesars Superdome tomorrow for press conferences and, and to get the week rolling, what's the most intriguing thing that you're looking at for this Final Four? I mean, it's K. It's got to be K. I mean, everything else becomes secondary now because of the storyline that is Coach K maybe in his swan song going out with a national title. Like, it's the ultimate storybook ending. And, again, there was a point in the year where we didn't think this was probably going to be possible, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't look great. I was there March 5th. I mean, honestly, coming out of that one. Hit the buzzer. Point guard play. Point guard play. Point, Point guard, guard play. play. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, they looked awful that game. <laughs> and now they've, they've, they've responded. This young group has responded. Mm-hmm. And 
just like kind of Carolina has responded from you and I killing them back in November at Mohegan Sun, we calling them soft. Nice. We were very nice. And they I could hear us. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking credit for their turaround. Yeah, you, you <laughs> I'm started taking, I am it. taking the credit. Well, but why did it take them like two and a half months after you called them <laughs> that's soft? A, that's, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure, honestly, Caleb Love might have heard Rob Doster <laughs> calling <laughs> them soft from like 10 feet away <laughs> at Mohegan <laughs> Sun. We did right? the sh- we, we did the show on the court, and they walked out as we were yeah. doing the show on the court, calling them soft, <laughs> just rip, <laughs> ripping them. Kill so. them. Kill them. Well, they needed it. They yeah, needed they it. But yeah. it's, been, need it's it. been the emergence of R.J. Davis, in my opinion. Yeah. This Carolina team, Caleb Love's a volume guy. That's what yeah. he's going to be. Always. But we're going to talk about the storylines going in. I actually think, believe it or not, I think there's going to be less pressure for Duke going in to this game than there was going into Cameron for Coach That's K's last game. said, too. So, I, like, I kind of buying into it. But I still feel like it's the final four. Like, the world is watching now. The world was watching then, too. But this is bigger. This is But, but, but everybody's dealing with the same hoopla here. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're, yeah. It was, hey, Jerry Seinfeld shows up to my game. I'm fired up. So, like, I, I wouldn't have been able to contain myself. wouldn't have changed myself, your shot selection. No, it would, certainly wouldn't have. But at the same time, <laughs> you got to think about what everybody – like, you had every player. They're walking out through a tunnel of guys that have been at Duke 40 years ago. Oh All those things build up. Now everybody's yes. dealing with the same amount of pressure. But isn't the pressure still there to deliver Kay a, a national title yeah. in his yes. final year? But Yes, but there is a reward for winning. The reward for – there was no reward for winning in Coach K's last game. They had already clinched the regular season title. They weren't going to be a one seed no matter what happened. They weren't going to be a three seed, no matter what I happened. Still think because they didn't deserve pressure. to be a two seed. They yeah. should have been a three okay. seed. They still got a two seed despite the loss. Let's so, reverse it then. Which of these four teams walks into the building this week with the least amount of pressure on them? I, I mean, Villanova by yeah, far. It's Villanova. By it's not even far. close. Like, nobody's even expecting them to play with Kansas without Justin Moore. Do you think they will? Yeah, I do. They'll play with them. I, I just don't think they'll I be do. able to play with them for 40. I think they play with them for 30, and then they get worn down and – to me, I, I think we're going to see Eric Dixon either get into foul trouble or just absolutely wear down if he has to play 35 minutes because he hasn't done it all year. This just has the makings of everything Jay Wright does, though. I mean, they've yeah. only played six yeah. guys all year long. Mm-hmm. They're I, I would not their most important player, but I would say their most talented player on yeah. that roster goes down with an injury, kind of rallies the troops. You have a guy like Brian Antoine who's getting older and starting to – he says he's earned this trip. He's earned this opportunity. It's going to be interesting to see who steps up for Villanova, and that's going to be a big point. It just seems like something that Jay Wright might be able to pull off. Well, what's interesting about the matchup is that Kansas is a different team from what they were even four weeks ago. Bill Self said it to us last week in Chicago. Defensively, he yep. has seen a climb. And the element here is you go into so many matchups with Villanova and you say, well, we're not going to win the point guard matchup. But hit that button again because Remy Martin's given Kansas a different edge. He has, but you still, I mean, listen, Colin Gillespie or Remy Martin, who are you taking? Colin who Gillespie. Who are you trusting? Yeah. Right, you're trusting Colin Gillespie over any point guard in the country. You still don't know what Remy Martin you're going to get. <laughs> I, no. I was, I was going right? to say, I'm, I might trust John Fanta. I might <laughs> trust Terrence Oglesby. I might trust Randolph Childress over him. I might trust Sean Paul. I don't know about Dagan Hughes. <laughs> they, they, I don't know. They, I saw Sean Paul's jumper before him? we got going here. I saw I, Silky. It did Silky, go come on. Silky smooth, this guy. The point was, at least you have the potential option. Mm-hmm. Dewan Harris is listen, not going to deliver. Listen, no, no, here's, Kansas, here's what it is about Kansas Remy. Kansas without Remy, being Remy right now, you would say Villanova – You. You'd still say, I, I'll take Villanova without Justin Moore. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about Remy is Kansas Kansas already wasn't like a number one seed caliber team without him doing anything throughout the whole year. So 
anything that he provides is going to be a positive, right? Anything it's gravy. That is it's going to, gravy. It's gravy. It's going to raise the level of that team. And when he is good, he is great. And when he is great, Kansas ends up being a team that can do things like get to the Final Four and win a national title. Without Remy, are they in the Final Four? No. Why? I mean, look at, look at, but look at their Maybe. path. Probably. Look, at, look at who they beat. Yeah, they I mean, beat they did. Crazy. As bad as they played against Providence, they needed him to be good. But you guys ask, who, who would you trust more? Between Colin Gillespie and Remy Martin, I think their roles are completely different. They are. I mean, it's not even different players. Yeah, and they're relying on Remy's spurtability, his ability to turn a game on its head, get ten to twelve points. Where Colin Gillespie's just Mister Solid. He's a machine. He's like the Terminator. But he can't just be Mister Solid. He's got to be spectacular. That's That's the thing. Like you got to get your A game. He can't be a guy that that just sits back and runs the team. He's got to score, run the team, coach the team. He's got to do everything. He's got to coach the team. He's got yeah. a coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, he coaches the same. He, he look, Jay Wright says he coaches. Here's the one thing: Gillespie's also a little bit banged up, and but was against been, Houston. He has been, he has been for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you saw a little bit in the after effects of a tough Michigan team. Now you're facing Houston. He only made one shot in that game. They are going to need him to be great. The one guy that's emerged, Jermaine Samuels, did yep. not have a particularly good regular season by the standards that he has. He's averaged 18-8 and eight in this NCAA tournament. Well, you know what it is? He's the mismatch guy. And, and my biggest concern without having Justin Moore there, it's not the shot making. It's not the scoring. It's that they can't go to that lineup where you put Jermaine Samuels at the five and still have five dudes on the floor, right? If you go back and watch that Michigan tape, what they did was they went to that smaller lineup. They basically said, look, we think that if we guard Hunter Dickinson with Jermaine Samuels and you have Hunter Dickinson guard Jermaine Samuels, we are going to win that mismatch, right? We're going to win that matchup. Jermaine went for 22. Yep. Hunter Dickinson missed 100 layups, right? Has a lot to do with matchups, and, too. And, and yeah, oh, by the does. way, Hunter Dickinson is a lot better than David McCormick. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, listen, they got to take advantage of that. Jermaine Samuels has to have a great game. Brandon Slater has to look for his shot. We saw it in November. He was great. Then he gets yeah. hurt. Yeah. He doesn't have his confidence. He's just not not the same player. All right, let's get back to Duke and Carolina here. We're going to take a deeper dive when we welcome Randolph Childress on set. We've got special guests as well. Who do you like in terms of the way they're playing going into this week more? Because, look, Carolina's playing their best basketball of the season. Quite obviously, Duke has, has looked apart, too. Where do you side on this, Terrence? As of right now, I don't think there's any way you pick anybody but Duke. And the simple reason is their offensive weapons are absurd, especially when you talk about Paolo Bancaro. You knew about him. You know what Mark Williams is going to be as a vertical spacer. You know all of those things. And then moving forward, Jeremy Roach has to be that guy for you, and he has been that guy. Anytime you play the number one defense in the country in Texas Tech and you don't miss a shot for nine and a half minutes, like – we're talking serious offensive firepower. I love Duke. I love way, the way Carolina's while playing. While you were Duke. talking, we just had the biggest switch of all time. <laughs> yeah. Like in the history of get, get television, him out of, get him out of there. we just did it. And, and it almost bullpen, went baby. unnoticed. <laughs> it almost went unnoticed. Randolph Childress. To the bullpen. Maybe as good a shooter as we've ever seen. For Rob Doster, maybe the worst shooter we've ever seen. And we're talking about playing a pickup game. Man. Oh, my goodness. You know, so right that's here, when, I that's, go go there we go. Hey, that's I when they used to bring Randy Johnson out of the bullpen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Sorry. All right, RC, let's talk Duke Carolina. Your first thought on the matchup, outside of the storyline of it, like what are you most intrigued to see happen on the court? I think the biggest thing for me on the court is going to be the matchup inside with Armando and Williams. I, I think 
who wins that matchup? Could go either way. It could go either way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the last meeting, we talked about the emergence of R.J. Davis. He was the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, in Cameron. So, right. But Baycott was really good. And Baycott was really good, but I thought R.J. Yeah. Davis was unguardable. I thought he, he got where he wanted. He created for everyone else. So I expect them to be – they have the bodies to defend him better. But I think whoever defends that wins that matchup with Armando and Mark Williams is going to be a big It might be so who gets way. in foul trouble first. That's, that's, that's Out of those two, yeah, right. right. And Mark Williams has, has a tendency to get in yes. foul trouble. How about this one? Am I crazy to say, and I know you're going to laugh, who wins the Paolo Brady manic matchup? <laughs> I think you're. No, you're, am I, am I no, crazy? No, or you're not no, crazy. No, I mean, no, think not about not, it. Not it the way sounds insane, no. right? It sounds like, oh my, like Paolo, top five pick, Brady Manic. But honestly, if Brady Manic makes five, six threes, Paolo Bancaro, top five pick, Brady Manic, all Grand Canaria. That's what it's going to be. Can sum up college basketball? Although Brady Manic could make a team. He could. He, yeah. could he absolutely could make a team. When but, you're 6'10 and you can shoot it like that, you're absolutely going to have a chance to make a team. And my take on it is, number one, obviously, Brady Manick, whether he's making the shots or not, he's stretching the floor. you yes. got to go out and guard him, which gives who There's a Mondo. space. There's a Mondo space. It gives them space. Well, they, I guards. think they're going to put him in a ball screen, too, with R.J. Davis. Yeah. They're going to force him to switch, yep. and then now you're going to have Paulo guard him. you got to switch ball screens with him. They're not going to hedge and recover with him. So, I mean, it, it'll be the question he's going to have, though, is him guarding he can't. He can't. He can't. And the foul, and right. the foul trouble that's going right. to come from that. Right. Right. So if he avoids the foul trouble. He's got to get his 20 because he's going to give up 20. He's going to give maybe up maybe more. 35. Maybe more. Well, <laughs> if they go to Paolo enough, yes. Let's he take, can give up 45. But I think that's one of the adjustments that they made. They started giving him the ball, and he stopped right. settling for threes. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. we've had that issue. We talked about with Auburn. We like Jabari Smith. We think he never get the ball. Duke is saying, hey, get the ball, yep. running plays, get into the mid post, drive it, attack. They can't guard you. He's not selling for threes. The, the one thing, as soon as you said that, I was like, man, that's a crazy. And then I started to think about it. But th- their stats are roughly similar throughout crazy, this tournament. It? It's crazy that's to think amazing. about. But the difference is, is Bancaro's getting it himself, and Brady Manick is relying on R.J. Davis. To me, R.J. Davis is the key to the whole thing for yeah. Carolina because they've decided to put the ball in his hands. As he's got the ball in his hands more, and they've turned Caleb Love kind of in a spot guy. Now, he's still getting rocks up. The dude had 20 shots the other day. What do he go, six for 21? Right, right, right. I respect no, it. Our kind of guy. Oh, I love him. Hey, R.C., our kind of guy, baby. I love it. It's a question. Keep shooting. you got to keep shooting. I'm here with it. I'm here with it, but you also take the ball out of his hands a little bit, so that ball's moving. He's getting into the paint. They're finding easier looks, but their stats have been relatively the same. Let's talk about Carolina because in the midst of everything, you watch any national show, and that's not what we're giving you here at Gordon <laughs> Biersch. We're with you. We're right across the street from Harris. Get over we're here. block right, away from the going. Hilton. We're at 200 Poydra Street. Man, are you beers. drinking? I don't have a drink yet. Anna, what is going on? <laughs> Oh, no, I drink by night. The sun hasn't gone down yet. Hey. There was no He's sun. He's like a grill. All there was was and wind. this is Rob's beer, right, by the way. He's trying to leave me double-fisted Listen, like I it was mine. I don't start drinking. Until later tonight when the oh, hat comes on. Oh what is up with this? <laughs> what are we doing here? This oh is my party hat. Party <laughs> hat. It's my party hat. Party, <laughs> party hat. And look who we've got here. we got Wade Mason. The king of New Orleans. What's up, man? What's going on? What do you think of the hat? I mean, Wade. Right at home, man. Yeah, right at home. You right fit right in. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking Man. about. Uh, the vibe around here is special. Your your thoughts on this Final Four? Uh, you know what, man? When From the time I got off the plane, um, it was a different energy. 
it, it, it really was. Now, I don't know if I'm just, you know, happy to be home or whatever, but um, I mentioned to a couple of friends of mine, you couldn't have had a better feel. You know what I mean? Like, Blue Bloods outside of Kentucky. And it's only going to get better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Blue Bloods outside of Kentucky. Right. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm waiting for the fans to get here so the city of New Orleans can, can really see what it's like. Because I've been telling my friends for years, man, Final Four is crazy. It's a never. Yeah, they used to Mardi Gras. They used to Essence Fest. They used to Super Bowl, All-Star. I'm like, this is different because the passion is different. So I'm ready for the fans to get here, man, and all my boys go on bourbon and really experience a good time. I'm ready for them, too. I was here five years ago. I was here for the NBA All-Star game, and uh, it was good. But I don't think it's going to be like no, this because, no, again, you have, no. you have the fan base. Yes, yes. That's the, and these fan bases are all obviously prideful, yes. strong. Now, again, you don't have maybe the insanity that you did of, like, Texas Tech or in Arkansas. But, again, Kansas rolls strong. Yeah. Duke ro- Carolina's hungry. I mean, think about it, Everybody. right? And, and the, the probably the least is, is Villanova, and they're still pretty good. And so Nova Nation, this yeah. city's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, where do we got to go? Where <laughs> I, I know you're you're kind of Mister New Orleans here, and tomorrow night you, you can yeah. you can kind of pump your 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 party here a little bit for yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's invite only, so it's kind of exclusive here. Nah, I don't know if you can get nah. a ticket. You know what? Um, I'm leaving here and going to have a meeting with the pumps when I leave here, but. I'm not an exclusive type of guy. And, and, and trying to make it more exclusive, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, I'm a have-not. You know, I'm not a guy that have. I'm not a silver spoon type guy. So it's not going to be the who's who getting in and the JUCO dudes and D2 dudes. and it, No, we, everybody getting in. We all go fake like we rich. You know what I mean? So Our that's my whole deal. just jumped for joy. Yeah. I'm going to say, I almost, I almost felt like we're in for a second there. Yeah. No, we, no, we all we, – <laughs> Hey, wait. They got this on video. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. We, no, Wade, no, it's not all right, be. so a little background on Wade, guys. A little background on Wade. So I've known Wade a long, long time. Wade's been an assistant coach who has grinded it up, like grinded up the ladder, Stephen at Boston. And the best thing about Wade Mason, he kicked cancer's ass. That is the best thing. And, Wade, take me through four years ago? Three. Three years Three. ago. Three. I mean, I remember not even you calling me and telling me, but Kyle Keller calling yeah. me, yeah. the head coach of Stephen F. Austin, and saying, hey, listen, this is some serious shit. Like, yeah. we don't know if Wade's going to make it. What, yeah. what, what was that like the day you found out you had cancer? Um, to be honest, man, when I woke up from my colonoscopy, man, I, I never forget um, – the doctors really couldn't make eye contact. Um, one of our assistant coaches, who's one of my best friends, Jeremy Cox, he didn't want to look at me. And Coach Keller, he just, just, wait, you got cancer. I'm like, nah, you got the wrong dude. I've been playing You're sports. You're in denial. Oh, I've been playing sports my entire life, never been hurt. You know, athletes, man, we, we think we tough. Invincible. Yeah, we, we, we invincible. And I'm like, nah, you got the wrong dude. He like, look, there's no time to argue. You have cancer, man. And um, you're in danger of it spreading. We need to have surgery ASAP. So now I'm like, you know what, man? My mind immediately went from me to my family. I got to call everybody and tell them what's going on. Everybody got to get here, you know, fly, drive, whatever. Everybody got to get here. And then my kids. It, 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 it was a whirlwind, man. I went from uh, being anemic to just a simple physical blood work to colonoscopy and waking up having um, colon cancer. So... Um, the first surgery, man, was cut half of my colon. Then I had six rounds of chemo. Oh. 
Um, well, take that back. After they do the surgery and cut half my colon, they tell me I'm good. We got it all, you good. So I'm, I'm hey man, this is June. So my thing was, you know what, man, six weeks I'll be back at practice, gotta be back on campus, rock and roll. July 7th, the doctor called me back in. Hey, wait, we got some bad news. It spread, now it's stage four. Now it's in your liver. I'm like, hold on, man. Y'all told me y'all had it all. Like, that's a different peace of mind. Y'all told me I had it all. Now it's stage four. And, you know, I was ignorant to it. Cancer never affected anybody in my family. And one thing about it, when it don't affect your family or you, you tend not to pay attention, pay to, attention it. to it. You don't and, think and, you don't get it hereditary. Yes, yes, and that was me. So when they say stage four, I'm going off of what I had heard. Stage four, I'm about to die, how long I got left. And um, one thing about it, man, the, the doctors, they do it so much, they don't sugarcoat nothing. They are, they, are, they, are, they are blunt with it, almost to a fault. Like, wow. um, they told me, look, yours is curable. So my whole thing is, like, what does that mean? There was like, there's a chance. Chemo, whatever, there's a chance. I said, well, what's that option? And it was like, hospice. I was like, what? I said, so you really got people that come in here and y'all tell them that? I had to get up for a second and walk out the room, man, just to thank God that I wasn't that. But you still got to keep in mind you're in a hospital full of people that didn't receive the same news you received. You know, so, I mean, I went, um, so I had the, the, the colon surgery, six rounds of chemo, liver surgery, had to go back and remove my gallbladder, and then six more rounds of chemo. Oh, and I did all of that, man, and, and didn't miss practice, nothing, man. Oh, my God. Now, I remember, now, I remember now, Kelly Oh, man, man. I, I, mean, I'm t- I remember driving back. We was playing Abilene Christian. And I'm driving back from MD Anderson, to Nacogdoches, man, and I get to Humble, Texas. I had to pull on side the road and vomit because people don't understand chemo is poison. That's all it is. It's poison that they're putting inside your body and it kills everything. So when I did my chemo on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from Sunday to Thursday, you down. Like I spent days on my knees in the bathroom holding the toilet, just vomiting because it got to come up. You know, people, a lot of people don't understand that. So, man, I look back on it, man. I don't. You feel um, good now. Yeah, I, mean, I feel I feel great, man. I got to go back every six months and do the whole process over again. But you know, I, mean, I live day to day, man, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm five years five years. You you have to be five years removed. So I'm counting down until I get to that point. But you know, it's a scary thought, man. Every six months you got to go back, and you every don't know if they're gonna tell you it came back. You know what I mean? So I enjoy every moment, every second, man. So so this. This party, whatever we want to call it, I don't know what we're. Oh calling no, it's a party. It's, it's, it's a party. It's, it is a party. It's a party, man. It is a party. It's, it's a, a party. celebration. It, it's a party because it, one, the one thing about New Orleans and me growing up here, everybody want a party. It's just we, <laughs> like, like, like they, they got people going crazy about hurricanes and tornadoes. Man, we party like no matter what. Hey man, let's go by grandmother's house. The whole family, we go play cards. We go play Monopoly. How many days we out of school? We go party. When even I was at Tulane, all my boys panicking when it's hurricane season. I'm like, hey man. Come on my house, this is, we go party. But this is for, but the difference is this party it's for to a purpose. me is different. This is to raise money for yes, cancer. Yes, yes, That's that, what yes. this is. That's the yes, difference. Wow. You partnered with, with David and Dana Palm. Yep, yep. And, and you did it in order to raise cancer. We're going we're gonna to obviously donate $500 yes. from the Field of 68. Oh, man, I appreciate um, it, man. So we got to do that. I mean, again. Uh, we got to step up and, and, and help you and fight cancer, do whatever we can. And hopefully a lot of other people do the same thing. So hopefully yeah. people watching, uh, again, no, I appreciate what, it. what man. other info do people need to know about tomorrow night? Um, Matt, I just want everybody to come out and have fun. Um, 
I, I feel guilty. My phone been ringing since seven o'clock this morning when I left Atlanta, but um, I, I, I really and truly feel guilty because I, every, I, I can't let everybody in free. Like as, as much as I want yeah, to. No, 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 you can't. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't want. Yeah, you you tell them the reason why. Yeah, 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 you shouldn't yeah. want to come in for yep. free. Right, right. right. It, it's you, been. You it's tell been, them why. But Randolph, you wouldn't believe how many people hit me for passes, and and not one, nine, <laughs> seven. Oh, I'm I saying, sure. And I'm saying to myself, not, like, yeah. guys, you guys, head coaches, millionaires. Assistant coaches at the P5 level, but they're you used to not, not starving. Yeah. They don't understand yeah. it's for a cause. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what that's we need to get yeah. to. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. mad. Yeah. Take yeah. Yeah. This party yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So. I'm, I'm, you know, high major head coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm entitled yeah. to get in because yeah. I've always gotten into this party for yeah. nothing. I think you just got to change your wording of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would say instead of saying it's a party, I think you'd say almost like we're doing a fundraiser right. for, yes. like, yes. even yes. though we're coming to enjoy ourselves yeah. at a party. Yeah, that's what I want. But like, you got to change the way you say it because if I'm coming there with these guys, I know that, you know, you know what? And, I'm and, bringing my guys over here. They're ready to throw them back. And, you know, and, they want right. the passes. And, 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 and guess what? I'm fine with that. I got the passes in my bag. I'm fine with that. I don't expect that from everybody. But the dudes that have it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before this cause, everybody know, right, has something. Right, 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 That's the difference. Right. Everybody has nah, something. You got a point. I mean, everybody don't you have. You can walk in and get five bucks. Yeah. You can give yeah. ten bucks. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying you got to give. Yeah. Everybody's got to give forty, but give something. Well, and and yeah. I think I'll speak yeah. for our entire crew in that we're going to post this interview right after here yeah. on our social platforms, because Wayne Mason. I speak for everybody in this room. You're an inspiration. <laughs> what you just said to us yeah. about your fight every day. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing, and I know I've known you for like seven minutes. Congratulations <laughs> to you, and God bless it, you, man. Yeah, good God's because plan, you, man. You, it sounds like your back was up against the wall, and the competitor in you came out in your fight against cancer. Yeah, I tell you what's crazy, man. I just received a phone call um, from a good friend of mine, and I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been a listening ear, man, for him and his family. Um, Delante Hill. I, I don't know if y'all. In, yeah, of course. I mean, tell you, that's, that's my man. But he lost his dad today. To, to the same thing I had. And um, also, when I was going through my battle, we lost the Black Panther, with, who's, who's the African-American superhero, to colon cancer, the same thing I had. So I ask myself all the time, why, why me? me? You know what I mean? Like, why me? And that's why this is so important to me, man. Like, like I told you, I feel guilty, man, because I can't let everybody in, and I don't want nobody to be mad at me because I'm, I'm not asking for money. No. You know what it's going toward? Initially, I put all the money up myself to do did. it. I know now, you did. thankful Danny and David came in and cut the expenses with me, but I put it up myself because this is what I wanted to do. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. It, it, it all works itself out. I tell, know it tell will. Tell people where, where it is, when it is, uh, uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Yes, yes. Tomorrow night, uh, 9 o'clock, Generations Hall is actually uh, right in the vicinity. It's um, two blocks from the convention center and four blocks from the casino so everybody can walk and yeah. it's easy to get to, easy to find. Um, great space, the best venue in the city. There'd be that. enough room for everybody. So it, it'd be a good time, man. But I don't want people to lose sight of what it is. You know what I mean? I, I really don't. And um, a- after today, and, and piggybacking off what Randolph said, I can sense it turning to people thinking it's a New Orleans just party. It is not. So that's why I'm going to have these sit-downs tonight and kind of change the narrative, man. Like, we don't want to forget what it is and guys just – harassing me about passes and six and seven and eight passes for their boys and this and that. It's not a, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yep. But let's understand my whole vision and right. what, what my plan was when I thought about this three years ago. This is what I'm doing, and I don't want to get away from that. So. You got to make announcements during the party. 
you got to make announcements during my, the party. My, my mom just told it, me that 20 minutes ago. She told me the same thing. When, so when, when, grab the mic. Get get to the mic. Yeah. Make it a reminder. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's fine. You get Otherwise passes. Don't know. Because some won't know. Right. Yeah. Everybody won't but, know. But and here, and here, here that now, now, because the thing I'm is, I'm a prideful he, person now, no, and no, I don't no. want people to think this dude begging. It's not because instantly when you said it, I relate to you every six months because my wife has had breast cancer twice. So we've gone through that. So every, them sleep this night. Oh. I know how that is. You Oof. sit there. You don't sleep. It, it, I, I get it. Yeah. And there's nobody around. There's nobody coming here. <laughs> you don't come to New Orleans with no money. Yeah. I don't care who you are. It's different. You may, you it, it's different no amount. Now, you may leave broke. <laughs> we just want to be broke with, with you getting a part of it, right? With, you know, cele- honoring right. you and celebrating right. you to get a part of it. Yeah, and everybody it, here, it's just a reminder. Through music, through signage, yeah. there's ways you can do it. But I would constantly remind people why they're there. Now, I appreciate yeah. it. I needed this, man. This gave me another kick of confidence where I don't feel guilty. You know what I mean? Because I, I really feel bad. You should not feel any ounce of guilt after what we just heard. Thank you for coming yeah. on tonight. Nah, we man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate we'll appreciate it, man. Yeah. See, those guys over there with all their winnings tonight, they're going to donate part of their winnings this weekend. Hey, Mason, thanks for the time. That was that was special here. Feel the 68 after dark. But we'll be on with you throughout day and night this week we're on 12 to 2 central time local time zone tomorrow with you then 6 to 8 again right here from gordon biersch we are right across the street from harris we're a block away from the hilton 200 uh, Pordroy street come see us stop by what was the name of that street yeah i was gonna say uh poidras what did you say Pordroy. Poydras, P-O-Y-D-R-A-S, not whatever Fanta said. Poydras. 200 Poydras Street. Poydras. Right across uh, from the Harrah's and a block away right, from right, the hill. Long enough. Can we switch one of these at least? Nope, like, not doing oh, it. You get both of them. Get the freaking odds, man. Absolute refusal. both of these, man? <laughs> nah, these two teams play each other, RC, so, so you got to make sure that. Who cares? They're blue make sure they're over there. They're all blue bloods. Make sure they're over there on your side. No. <laughs> All right, uh, we talked a little bit about Duke in North Carolina. RC, we haven't spoken with you yet about this Villanova-Kansas game. Where do you side with that heading into this week? My concern is obviously the injury to Justin Moore, right? I mean, I know you guys mentioned it before. I just think his ability, not just to score, his ability to defend and who he defends and the, and the better defenders, you know, offensive guys that he take. I don't know if they can overcome that. They'll be game. We know they will. We'll just have to see what happens. All right. The injury to Moore. It's the natural question. How do they compensate for it? You talked a little bit about it. It's, it's not as simple as one guy. How does no. Villanova do it? Well, it's by committee. I think that's the biggest thing of anything. I mean, you're going to have to have Jermaine Samuels. <laughs> it's, it's, it's by no one. Like, yeah. You, you can't, you can't right. replace I'm Justin Moore. Yeah. It's by no one. Like, look, Brian <laughs> Antoine. You gotta. Well, I, I'm not even sure you got to play differently. They're just you got to have somebody step up because it's not like they're you, doing you something need, way out. You need of Brian Antoine and Chris Archie Diakono to be something that they haven't been all year to, to this point in their career. Is yeah. really what you need. Yeah. yeah. As Wade Mason heads out of here, Wade, thank you, man. Hi, right, man. Thank you. Again, Wade. Appreciate you, Wade. Yeah, just give it. Give it to my uh, my. Uh, give it my, to my assistant. His assistant. Yeah, over give there. it to my assistant <laughs> over there. Yeah, my assistant <laughs> over there. <laughs> I love to come by and support it. Thank man. you, yeah. Wade. We'll be there. We'll su- yeah, we'll support. Okay, we don't Sorry, need we, we don't go. need the free passes. But, but we'll pay. Just make sure we can get in. We'll pay. Yeah, we just want to get in the door. Wait, yeah. just, I just don't want to wait in line, man. Look, man, look, I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm giving passes away because I don't want every five minutes dudes calling me to talk about the you already got rid of. I'm not doing that. Hey, I'm not doing that. Way Mason, again. Thank you, Way. Thanks, Way. Appreciate you. All right, you, so, but here's the thing. If Archie Diacono and Antoine haven't shown it until now, what's going to happen in April? Like, that's the, Villanova the thing. Effect. The they Villanova effect. The Villanova effect They is just need happen. one guy to pick up the slack offensively and have a great game offensively. Right. It just has to be one game. The good thing about now, you just need two games. And for Villanova right now, they just need one guy to have step up, give them a – it doesn't have to be out-of-body experience, you know, because no. all guys have had games that yep. all year. They just need one guy to have a really Brandon good offensive game. Brandon Slater. Agreed with yeah. that. And Brandon, Brandon Slater. Slater. They need November Brandon Slater. Same, no, true. November right. Brandon Slater. Or sure. multiple guys play at a high level. Right. It doesn't have to be one guy. It just needs to be Samuels, multiple guys. Daniels, Daniels. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I, I said this before. The, the biggest issue is the mismatch problem, right? Like, I, I think that what makes Villanova so dangerous, they were ahead of the curve on, on creating those mismatches, right. being switchable, right. giving those different lineups, giving those different looks. They can't do that when they have Eric Dixon out there. You cannot create a situation where you have David McCormick having to guard a perimeter player. You cannot do that when you when you don't have Justin Moore. You basically got five guys. And look, Chris Archidiacono, I get it. He's a legacy. He's I don't think he's quite ready for this level of game. Brian Antoine, I want him to be great. If he's going to be great, this is his moment to shine. Right. I I just don't think he's been healthy enough. I I think that I think his body's broken. Yeah. I think there, so, if there's a guy that can do it, it might be him. I mean, people forget how talented he was coming into Villanova. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been tough for him to gain his footing, but the talent's there. It's just a matter of him needing to have that game. It's always tough on freshmen to come into Villanova because you're mm-hmm. just not ready. You're not ready conditioning physically. You're not ready there. So freshmen usually don't come through the door. He was hurt. And, and, yep. and, and, and get because – they're not accustomed to, the, to what's being asked of them physically, so that, that's prone to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. We have learned over the last eight, nine years. Yeah, well, the tag's still on, so, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, do you like it? How do I look? Do I look good? No, I look it's, like we're going to win some money. Carter. You can only put, you can only put so much money on the I, curve. I think if Goodman <laughs> were on set right now, he would not be having you with this. How do I look? <laughs> he goes, what hey, the hell is that? He goes, you look awful. Tonight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There you go. Now that that hat, I will wear this before I wear that hat. You can believe that. It's ridiculous as I look. I look better in this. Definitely not wearing it. You actually, yeah, you actually pull it off. You know, hey, look like a true New Orleans. This thrilling radio here on on Sirius XM Channel 84. Here's the thing with Nova, like. We've learned that you, you can't doubt Jay Wright, and no. I think that's why the line is what it is, because no. people respect what Villanova does enough to keep it close. It's hovered around four, four and a half, and it's the style. Like, they don't have to change the way they play because they already play a style that lends itself to frustrate their opponent. Well, unlimited ball movement, switchability on defense, Jermaine Samuels guarding fours, fives, whatever he needs to. Eric Dixon's going to be a huge point in this game. David McCormick is woefully inconsistent as he's been. Mm-hmm. Eric Dixon's still got his work cut out for him. If for no other reason than Bill Self is going to find all these creative all these creative ways to get the ball in the post, Eric Dixon cannot quit moving all night. He cannot quit moving defensively with his feet in the post, fronting, three-quarter front, whatever they decide to do. He has to be locked in all night or else David McCormick could have one of those once every four games David McCormick games, right? Well, what, he's, what they're going to do is they have to just put him in ball screens. Yeah. Right? You know, that's what Villanova does to you. They just identify the matchup they want to attack, and they're going to put you in ball screens and force David McCormick to, to defend on the perimeter. Yep. 
and they're not going to want to switch. And if they don't, guys are going to turn the corner and go inside. So I can't take you seriously. I can't take you seriously. I walked, into, I walked into a flea market this morning and never thought that this hat would eventually on the head of Randolph Children, Childress, but it has done exactly that. If I'm going to wear a hat, I'm damn sure not wearing a Carolina Duke hat. I can promise you that. I, I, so it is what it is. Yeah, Wait, it is. a few more drinks, and you might have the whole Mardi Gras. Hey, when, we make picks, when we make picks, you got to put a hat on. Dagan, we, okay. we always encourage our chat. Do we have anything happening in the chat tonight uh, from any viewers out there? We'll, we'll have you check it out. Now, when I get to let the me, casino and I start winning in my yeah, take, take hat, a look. I don't want to hear, no, hear nothing. <laughs> uh, Rob, we've got a bunch of guests coming on. Give our viewers a taste of who they could see this week. Nico Medved uh, has just texted us that he landed in uh, New Orleans and should be coming here. Steve Forbes, uh, there's a chance he could end up here. Bruce Pearl has said that he's going to make it here at some point. Uh, Scott Drew and uh, and associates. Uh, Chris Beard has said he's going to try to make his way over here. So Bobby Hurley. Who else we got? I, we should just give Goodman a mic at this point. I don't have the. I don't have the. Yeah. Drew Val. Oh, of course, of course. Sleepers Media is making a decision. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a few there. Yeah. So a wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. So Sleepers Media, you drove. Yes, sir. Tell us about the drive. That's a fantastic question, Mr. John Fanta. I spent 15 hours in a car with this six foot seven man right next to me. Uh, he powered. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Six five and a half. Yeah. Six five oh, and a half. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we do media program heights around here. <laughs> <laughs> six eight on a good day. That's All right, the sleepers are here. We're here uh, from well, Gordon. Hold on. I want to go back to the sleepers for one sure. second. Who, who is the better driver out of you two? Carter. It's not even close. I got wow, Rob. Crazy. I got I got two speeding tickets in the last two work events I came to for oh Field of sixty eight. Okay, <laughs> Indy. No wait, you got a ticket in Indy? Hey, Goodman. Yes. I spotted the man. Go get him. Somebody coming across the street. We got someone coming across. The, go, go to the front door. Go run up. Find a hustle. Goodman's so scared because he's wondering, are they are they not happy with me or <laughs> I, is it somebody that doesn't like me as I'm going to run and get him? I would like to make a comment though. Yeah. At least these two didn't have to end up in somewhere in Alabama last night. Although you did go to Mississippi, did you not? Okay. Hey, you ended up hold in Alabama. On, hold on. Let's not talk bad about the South. We're not talking bad about the South. Okay. I feel like but some shade coming from the Southeast. Yeah. See, look at Maybe, but I'm not. Let me just say that I ended up in somewhere I never thought I would be in my life on, there you go. on Monday night. That's I've been told that if we follow Randolph Childress to Harrah's, good things are going to happen this weekend. You're a smart man. <laughs> You're a smart man. Do you bet with your heart or your brain? I went with my heart with some guys and decided to use my brain. I started winning when I went with my heart. So, I mean, my brain. Because so, we'll you told Ashton Gibbs a couple weeks back, quote, stop picking with your heart, man. You got to pick. Can't do it. Can't do it. There's a lot of broken. There's a lot of disappointed guys over there. I'm not calling out schools and things of that nature. But we're back. Do we have our guest? Uh, yeah, we'll give it one second. Um, oh. uh, Fanta, let me ask you this. Can we get? Got? Let's talk a little bit about this this ACC matchup. Can we take we got, North Carolina off a pedestal real quick and put it back down here with the rest of the Blue Bloods? I'm not putting Carolina. He's on about the pedestal. to block it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to do. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we gotta, hey, we'll get nice. this. We'll put this out okay. on our next guest that, that, that we got right. coming up over here um, in a minute. But can we? I can't even see you when it's up there. Uh, can we talk about this matchup? We got two ACC guys up here. Can we talk a little bit about Duke Carolina? Yeah, let's jump back in here. Duke Carolina. We know all the national narratives uh, of this situation of of everything that's happening with this game. First tournament meeting between the two programs. 
you talked a little bit about the psychological aspect of this right. game that the pressure's on everybody. I'd actually like to hear your take on that one. Do if you we think get to that? So, so my take, RC, was the pressure now is less in the Final Four yes. than it was for the last game of Coach K's tenure at Cameron Indoor. I agree. Yeah. I, I, you, you, if you're a player and you look up in that crowd and you saw every guy, literally, that's played at Duke. All this, everything you've heard about, all the stories, everything about it, it was just so much leading up to that game because it was their last game. I mean, now they're, they're kind of used to it. Every game in the tournament has been their last game, and they're not the same team. So I think the pressure's if Now the pressure's for everyone. Mm-hmm. You lose, right. you're, you're done. So it, the pressure kind of levels out a little bit, I think, for, for, for everyone at this point. But I agree with you. I, I thought it's, the pressure's nowhere near as much as it was for that first game. Sure. L- l- let me ask you guys this. What is – What's the key matchup for you right here? Like, you guys have both been on ACC coaching staffs, right? Mm-hmm. Let's pretend that you're on one of these coaching staffs. What, what is the matchup that you're looking to exploit? We talked about Jermaine Samuels, the way that he can kind of go up against big guys in Kansas and Villanova. For you two, what, what are you looking at? I'll go to you first, R.C. R.C. RC earlier said Mark Williams and Baycott. Yeah. I'm going to take it a little bit differently because how everything gets started is through point guard play. Where's the button? We need the button. Next, point guard play. Next year, we got to get a point guard play yeah. button. Kind of like the easy button at Staples, point guard <laughs> yes. play button. Uh, point guard play because R.J. Davis and Jeremy Roach have both stepped up big time. They have. I think next year, that's without saying you obviously want to keep both of those guys, and I think they will. Yeah. I think they'll stick around for another year. Those are two top five point guards in the country going into next season. Where it all begins is with those two. Jeremy Roach over the last month has been terrific. R.J. Davis over the last month has been terrific. How each team gets shots, I think, is critically important. Duke's going to run some ISO sets, but Carolina, in my opinion, they need R.J. Davis to be great because he's the one who kind of starts that chain of events. He's the one who gets into the lane. He's the reason Brady Mannix has been playing so much better. So here's my take on it. I'm curious what you guys have to think. I think Brady Mannix is the single most important player in this game. The reason I say that is, one, he's going to be the guy tasked with stopping Paolo. He and, can't. Yeah, but yeah. if you can make life difficult for Paolo, I don't think I'm you can stop I'm taking this him. down. I, how no, could I you can't say, even finish here, that. Yeah. I disagree with the aspect of Brady Manick being the most important player to a game with this much talent can on I the floor. Can I finish my thought? Yeah, of course you can. Because he's the guy that's, that's tasked with potentially <laughs> slowing down Paolo. <laughs> Right? These guys has will potentially slow down Paolo. On the offensive end, he's the guy that's going to create the space that will allow guys like R.J. Davis and Caleb Love to get in the lane to make something happen. We'll create the space for Armando Baycott to go one-on-one against Mark Williams. You get Mark Williams into foul trouble because he's going one-on-one on the post, then he's out of the game, but completely changes what Duke's defense is without him on the floor. So I think Brady is the guy that kind of affects all of that. He's not going to be the best player on the floor, but if he's making threes and pulling Paolo out of the paint, and he's doing enough to make Paolo have a 4-for-14 night instead of a 7-for-14 night, then I, that he needs to be that guy. That's the difference. I don't think he has the ability to do that because Paolo is going to attack him off the bounce and get to the rim. Probably true. And he has a, I think Paulo has a better chance of defending him on a perimeter than he, he does defending Paulo off the bounce. Do you think Paulo's going to be intimidated by his beard? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He better step up because he was the one that called him out in the ACC tournament when mm-hmm. they asked him, who did you want to yeah. play? Right? I, don't I, don't I, think they're not. that's not bulletin board material right now. Yeah, when I, they were asked, who team did you want to play? <laughs> He walked off the mic, mic drop, said, I want Carolina. I want so your reaction to this play. statement. If we see the Jeremy Roach that we've seen at periods in this NCAA tournament, Duke is winning this basketball game. 
Because if he can negate what Carolina's hot guards are doing, the, the roach that we saw close out Texas Tech, yep. take on that role of I'm going to be the alpha guard for this team. That, to me, puts Duke in that next echelon. Yeah, and I think Wendell Moore, whenever he was running the point guard position earlier in the season, he's more of just I'm a, he's not really a point guard. He's a guy who's dribbling the ball up, right? Jeremy Roach has given that team a whole different level of flexibility. I can't wait to talk to our next guest. Oh, yep. You can I see him in the background wait. of the shot right we now. we got to talk about this. i got, I got to be in here. Yeah. Steve, come yeah, yeah. in here. Oh. Bring your beer. Yep. Yeah. Hey, there he is. I'm wearing it. Hey. They tried, tried to get me to put one of these on. I told him there's no way in hell I was wearing a Duke of Carolina hat. So hey, coach, right. no, there's no way. That's not, that's hey, not coach, I made him switch the hats up. They had him over here man, first. You might need it, man. You, you get, your chrome goes worse than mine. I don't know. I, mean, I, can't, I can't live up to Randolph and how he looks in this. No, there ain't, there ain't no way that uh, Randolph All right, welcome to, to Wake Forest head coach Steve Forbes, who yeah. – Two Wake Forest guys over there. I don't know. Right. This is a little. Now, now listen. Let's talk about Go this. Go deep. That flight landing today. Bad. Tell him a tragedy. Was that bad? <laughs> um, okay. First of all, tell me about all, the kid throwing up on the flight. I got a weak stomach. Listen, thank you. Okay, I got a weak stomach. <laughs> and okay. so the only thing that saved me was the mask. Really? The mask kind of masked. Were you crying? Smell. Were you like? Was I crying? Was coming thirty down miles an hour. Oh, nah, dog. It, it was. Seriously. It was. Really? It, it, was it, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I was watching Peaky Blinders though. And so, Peaky, you know, to your, Tommy, your Tommy, Tom, oh, yeah, subtitles. Can't understand them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for what it's let, worth, Goodman's tried to let, put let, subtitles underneath me for the show. That's right. That's no. right yeah. Anytime he came to Boston. I mean, he probably played for Peaky Blinders at one point over there in Europe. <laughs> so, all right, let, we, we got an ACC guy on here. Yeah. One bit ACC was, was stop, my mantra. I, clown, and I clowned you in one of my uh, press conferences. I was kidding. No. Sort of. I, I said, that we got this guy out there saying one bit ACC. Stupid. Did I not say that? You probably did. I did. Go look did. it up. He Go look it up. All I got to say is just because we had four Pac-12 teams in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Three Pac-12. Three or four last year in the Elite Eight. Was it three A or four? Three. Three. Oregon State was in the Elite Eight this year. You know what Wayne Tickles? I played him this year. Yeah, I know. You, you know what his record is. Well, so yeah, all I'm saying him. is, okay, Hubert Davis, how do you look at it with Carolina? To me, it's a tale of two seasons, obviously, yeah. right? They were, and is it because Hubert is a first-year head coach no. trying to figure out his team? How do you explain I mean, Carolina? I, think it's, I think it's typical of, of any team, any league. I, I, and I've, you heard me say it. I think you have the opportunity to get better or get worse as the year goes along. I think our league obviously started out slow. But I think as we got going in January and February, our league got better. And, and I told you this in, in, on January 1 when we got whipped pretty good down at Miami. I told you Miami was good. And you're like, ah, you know, I'm, like, I'm just telling you they got three really good guards that you can't take the ball from them. You can't. Yeah. They keep their dribble better than anybody I've ever seen. I think with North Carolina – you know, we got him in late late January. You never know how. Yeah, but you know, I think he moved uh, RJ to the more to the point. I think he put Caleb more at the two, and took off. Took off, and yep. yeah. you know, Brady Manick is a, is a is a matchup problem, and you know, Baco's Baco. And do, you, and do you feel like like with Dawson Garcia leaving? In a way, it kind of helped them to maybe some degree because I mean, they I, knew their roles. Maybe I don't know. I, I it did. helped them with that butt whooping they got in Winston Salem. The butt whooping in Winston Salem after I mean, they lost to Miami yeah, helped them. I mean, That's but you, like, you're right though. I mean, credit to them. Credit to, to Huber for you know not blocking out the noise and 
continuing to coach yeah. his basketball team, and he was very positive with them. I he didn't was. play him after that, yeah. so I didn't see him. Yeah. You know, he and I'm, I'm not one of those guys that watches a thousand games. I mean, you know, I but I watch him, and and to me, I, I would say just that move right there, RJ. I would say, I mean, yeah. I'd just be. Oh, I watched right. his. I like great. you. I watched his growth, and we. And I, I yep. called you one after one of the games, and I saw him start to take off, and I got the next game right after that. And I'm like, he's playing with some pace. He's just, he's starting to make better decisions. You saw him grow, and I'm like, if he takes a step, they could turn it on. And I didn't see this, but they're nah, better. And then, you know, and then Brady, you know, he's he's he's, he's been a great, good player. You I, know, and he against some teams he can score in and out. Mm-hmm. Now some teams he can just play out on the perimeter. You know, and um, now I think it's going to be a big key for him is who he defends. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's going to be something that. He's going to have to step up and yeah, defend. I mean, he might have to defend Paulo. We probably will, you I know, mean, unless they're switching or whatever. But, I mean, and then Paulo's got to not get enamored, in my opinion, of playing outside and going down there and, and, and destroying people inside. And to me, just watching the Arkansas game, they just punished Arkansas at the basket. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't, you know, in the AC tournament against Virginia Tech, um, North Carolina and, 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 and Duke settled for – Jump shots the whole game. Yeah. You know, now Virginia Tech's a pretty damn good uh, defensive team. But they just settled. Now, I didn't see them settling in the tournament. No, they did. They did. And then, well, North Carolina, though, they made shots. Mm-hmm. They made shots. You know, they, I'm not sure they're a better driving team than Duke. But if Caleb's making shots like that, problem. I think a lot goes back to what you're saying about R.J. Davis and how he's improved and yeah. Hubert's put the ball in his hands a lot more and all those other guys have been a big beneficiary, Brady well, Manick included. And, and listen, you can, you know, you still got a guy getting a double-double as many times as his teammate did yeah. it. 20, you know, Tim Duncan. What do you got, 29 or 30 on the 29. year? 29. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and you're saying R.J. and I get it, Leaky mm-hmm. and Leaky's made some shots too, but you still got that guy in the middle oh, that's yeah. taking up. You're going to get you double-double pretty good thing to fall back on mm-hmm. you know and so I think it's a great matchup but I think it's interesting that neither what, one of them the won key? on their home court right. what, what's the key here what, if you had one key Duke Carolina what is it? one key I mean I look at it just like this. I look at it if, if, if Carolina can keep Duke from getting to the basket they got a great chance to win mm-hmm. if Duke if Carolina makes shots they got a great chance to win you know there's a lot of good individual matchups but um, I think those are the two big keys just simplifying it like that's the way I look at it and, and Carolina is really good when they make shots and and um, but jump shots I don't know how good they are getting to the rim you know and, and I mean, maybe they, and, they did they did in Durham yeah see I didn't watch the, I, Ooh, I, and I didn't watch it was amazing yeah I know I, mean, I didn't defense was atrocious they couldn't guard RJ right. he just lived yeah, in the paint see, I, I didn't I, I heard that and, yeah. and you know I mean I, there's a lot of Really good matchups, you know, like like AJ Griffin. You know, he could he could he could he be sure. an X factor? But you know, Leaky's probably going to guard him. Leaky yeah. can guard him now. Oh, yeah, great you know, game. and I think AJ Griffin's a great player. Like mm-hmm. great pace. Never it's hard to speed him up. Yeah. Um, you know, RJ and, and hey, you know, Roach has been one of the most improved players in yeah. the deal too. Now, it's been yeah. great so lately. those guys kind of neutralize each other, and so you're like, okay, give, Manic give and, and, and give me your make, best. K Zoom story. Oh God! Give me your best K Zoom story because you came into the league. Uh, I didn't say anything for two months. I just kept my mouth shut. You know, um, I tell you, K told me um, I got relegated this past year to run the to be in charge of the meetings. 
right. Zoom meetings? I think it's because it was W. It, I was. I think it, they go alphabetical order. It just happened to be W. So the night. So he. Had, he so we got done, and you know, I keep it light and keep it moving, and you know, we got some things done. He, he called. He said, "Hey, you should run every meeting." I said, "Listen, I wasn't born yesterday." Now I said, "By the time it gets back around to me, I'll be done." Okay. <laughs> there's 15 teams in the league. Everybody's taking a chance, but uh, he's. You know, was so, it crazy though for you coming in as a. Did, Again, a, mid, a on, mid-major guy who, again, was in Northwest Florida not too long ago. Yeah. All of a sudden, North you're Northwest Florida produces Division One head coaches. <laughs> they do. They definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Tons of them. Come on, man. Um, yeah, I took a screenshot. The very, yeah, heck yeah. The first day on the I – like, I may never get another one of these. Well, first of all, I didn't know how to do it. Right? I had Jonathan. My say, come here. And, you know, when Jonathan comes in there and whatever he did, and I'm like, yeah. And I just saved it because I was like, well, someday I'll be like – that's all Hall of Famers on K, it. K. Roy. Yeah. Bayheim. Larinaga. Uh, uh, Leonard Hamilton. Oh, who's, who's Tony, the most, Bennett, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Who's the <laughs> most entertaining on, on there? K. Bayheim. K. K. K's more than Bayheim. They don't go at each other a little bit? No, they like each other. I, no, I know I, that's what I mean, I'm saying. I think, I think um, K. I, I like J- Coach Bayheim because he, uh, he just keeps it real. Yes. You know, I mean, pretty, pretty straightforward, <laughs> yeah, too. Is. Like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Okay. He doesn't give a shit. No, I like it. I, yeah. I think it's great. Um, you know, there's good – I mean, there's really – honestly, I, I like the league because there's great camaraderie. I really is true, truly among the coaches. I, you know, I mean, yeah, we there's rivalries and we play hard against each other, but I think there's a, a genuine amount of really good respect yeah. amongst the coaches. Mm. I mean, I feel that way. You know, I don't know. I'm just glad we survived today. Because I'm telling you, that's, listen, they don't understand. I was trying. Listen, I had you this, guys are so no, soft. No, no, no. You wait, guys. No, it was, Jeff, I'm listen, telling I've you. I've been in turbulence, okay? This was turbulence on a big <laughs> I've been on a flight with this guy. He slept through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today, I'm telling you this, it was bad. Listen. He was only up because he was afraid the kid was going to throw no, up. Tommy Shelby was doing some business in Peaky Blinders. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. So, we flew into Amsterdam like three years ago for in, in the same deal. But of all times, we fly into Amsterdam, and there's a – Tornado, come on now, in tornado. Really? Yeah. And so our, we went down and had to come back out of it. Oh. And my whole entire, it was at East Tennessee State. My whole entire team threw up, except for me. <laughs> then I threw up because they threw up. It was kind of like uh, Stand by Me. You know that movie where yeah, the, yeah. he's reading the, yeah. the big guy he reads. Knows, it. Yeah, that too. Remember that the stewardess said she gets on the mic and she says, "I think we need yeah. to clap a standing ovation for this landing." He did. And everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. was playing, <laughs> started oh, true, clapping. Yeah. That's oh. how bad it was. But my, but, an ovation landing. That's a little. But here's different. my favorite part. That's what I love about flying. We're going to experience some bumps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your definition <laughs> of bump? That was. I call that turbulence. That was. That was bad. I call that not fun. Okay. Well, that was why, bad. why is you sign an extension at Wake? Mm-hmm. There were some other schools that I don't know if they came after you, but certainly there was good. Listen, if you hadn't signed an extension, some other schools would have went after you. We know that. Why is Wake Forest the right place for you? Because, I mean, there's a great tradition at Wake Forest. People love basketball. It's not, it's not a, you know, they like football too, but it's not like it's the SEC. Okay, you can talk all that all you want about. You know, there's some great programs in the SC for basketball, but it's football. It dominates it. Um, you know, we got unbelievable facilities. Um, you know, it's a great place to live. Um, and, you know, John Curry hired me. I mean, I don't think you put a price tag on um, having a relationship with your AD. 
Yeah. You know, I think yes. you know there's a there's people a, don't understand that. I don't, I don't, no, I don't. Do. I don't think they do. And then you know, um, you know, we got a new president, Dr. Wente. She mm-hmm. came from Vanderbilt. She's from Iowa, like me. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, the grass isn't always greener. You know, and I I, I I relish the fact that when I took the job, I think a lot of people thought, well, that's not a good fit. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Why not? You know, it's it, it's a you can you can obviously win there. I mean. Mm-hmm. He, they won huge, you know. Um, now, you know, there's challenges, uh, but there's challenges everywhere you work. You know, everybody's got those. And so the one great thing about it is you do get to sell great education, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's guys in there that that's what they're interested in doing, plus playing in the ACC. R.C., yeah. what you didn't even know him. No. Before he took over no. and, and you were on staff. No. What surprised you most about Forbes? Nothing surprised me. He was just – he came through the door, and this is who I am, and this is what I want. So it was like, that's all you can ask. It was like, okay. And no so, BS. Yeah, it was no BS, and, and you, everything he said he was going to do, he just did it. And well, we didn't win enough. But no, I mean, first year, I mean it's hard to win when you. <laughs> well, you know. listen, we had, we, we, yeah. we had a thing called. And no one got hit worse than, than we did. with the. With we the, missed 33 no, days. No, yeah, no one. Listen. It, no one. It, 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 play never better, in play the a history. better damn non-conference schedule. Oh, come on, man. So in the history of in the history of college basketball, let me ask you this: Do you think there'll ever be another coach that took a job on April thirtieth and didn't meet his team till July twentieth? Yeah, okay. That's now, that's now played two games on Thanksgiving weekend, and then didn't play the next game till New Year's Eve. And that was made up. I mean, right? We, made we, up. We weren't. We didn't play another game. And we almost we lost January eighth. We almost lost to Catawba. It, it was like we were sitting at fine and seeing like who can we play? Like Catawba, can you come up here? Thirty-three days, and then the ACC said, okay. Now, Steve, this is who you're going to open with. At Georgia Tech, at Virginia, Virginia. at Duke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. And that was what I thought you was going to tell the story of because they wanted to add more ACC games in. Yeah. And I remember your line going, if you want to do that, then let me keep my team from last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, golly. I mean, it was just like, so you how, know. How hard will you hit? You really fared well through the port. Yeah. yeah. And, again, everybody asks you this. Everybody's yeah. like, is there some magic no. formula? For no. you and the port on getting no. the line distance. I mean, just beauty in the eye of the beholder. I mean, you know, your wife married you for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it just depends on, on what you see, right? I mean, of course you married me. Yeah. I don't know why. Why the hell wouldn't you? I mean, come on. No idea. Come on. But I think that, I think that you know, you just – it's relationships, too. Like, you trust somebody when they tell you that you Greg trust. Lansing with Yeah, right. I mean – you know, you Whatever. trust him. Jim Molinari um, was a good friend of mine, and I trust him. And, you know, he told me great things about Alondis, you know. And, I mean, I was I didn't sign him thinking he was going to be the AC player. That's, up, that's all him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, now, I knew he was a great passer. I could see that the first couple of days of practice. And I knew Jake. I thought Jake was really good. You told me that. Yeah. When you got yeah you did. I thought Jake was really good. Lansing did. Now, you know, so now what happens? Well, you know, everybody has to have an announcement now. And, Say they're going to the NBA, and then they'll have an announcement later on about something else. Oh, they're withdrawing. I don't know. I mean, no, I don't know. I mean, we got some guys that are going to look at it, and they both did. They both Jake declared. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and Alondis. Alondis is senior. He's done. He's done. He doesn't have to, you know. And then I got three seniors that can come back. Um, you know, that's the tough part. Isaiah Musius is a great player. You know, 
He coached yep. him, recruited him, great kid, great leader. Brewster Academy. Yeah, and then he got Davian Williamson and, and Dallas Walton, who Dal- he, down the stretch was awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. was. He put his name in? Well, he's, he's, a, he, he's got he's a, a senior. But he could come back. Okay. So, he's so a, it's like he's, he could be done, but he could, right. he could take that. That's, so, you that's know, the hard part right now is oh. I can't even figure out. How do who you can come back? Who can? How do you wait on that? Do you just plan on it? I mean, yeah, do you have to have I mean, an honest I conversation think, at some yeah, point? Like, how do you? I already did. That? I am on meetings with him already. You know me. I get right to it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just communication and and, and information. So yeah. the first step for all these people, kids, is the evaluation. You send it in, you get it back. That gives you a little bit better idea of where you're at, right? And then declaring for the draft only that means that you know you can do some workouts, you know. But I think if you you know. In a week and a half or two weeks, most of these guys will get these evaluations back, and they'll have to be truthful about it. You know, like where where do you really sit? You know, and I um, mean, I think for the guys that I have, it's more about do I want to keep going to college? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I've been in college, I'm done. All of them got their degree. You know, do I want to keep going? Right. You know, and I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know. That's really their decision. You know, and so um, you, you got to be a little patient, but yeah, but you got to keep recruiting. I got to ask you this: the scholarship number goes back down to the normal yes. number this year. How much does that play in? Just, I mean, I mean, it didn't really for me because I didn't go over it, right? You know, you um, don't want to, do you? I, I mean, didn't want way, to. More than I mean, thirteen's too many. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think so it would too. Cost, I mean, it's hard to play eight, right? You know, right. Let alone happy anyway. Plus, it Wake Forest would cost a lot of disgruntled kids. Wake it cost you know another million dollars. Yeah, what do you want, light beer? Yeah, oh, hey, okay. say that around there. I don't even have one. I don't even have one. Um, you know, it, I think, you know, Wake 2 is cost, you know, and, and I think that that's one thing that a lot of people didn't not understand. Now, we obviously can do it, but, like, those mid-majors and all those guys, I mean. East Tennessee State. I mean, right. I, how are you going to pay for, uh, you know, four or five hard. scholarships? Yeah, yeah. You know, then you're going to redshirt those guys? Then what? Then they got another year. And it, it's going to be a little upside down for maybe a couple, couple years. more years. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll get the back. Portals crazier this I, year than it was a year Okay, so ago. is there a one-time transfer rule or not? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But, but because now you've got a balance. Is it a waiver? Like, like they got the waiver last year, well, so now well, they still have that one-time transfer. Because there's a lot of guys in there have already transferred. Right. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. You know, and so – but here's the deal about the transfer rules. You know, I'm not an economics guy, but supply far outweighs demand. Yes. Okay. So, I've told you – I've told you this before, and I'll say some of your five years, ten years from now, it's going to be interesting if somebody does a study – to see where where did all these guys go, where'd mm. they end up? Because some of them ain't gonna end up. A lot of D three, a lot of D twos, maybe not like, having a scholarship. Even, right, right, just be done. Yeah, the grass ain't always but green. I feel like yeah. there's so already eighteen hundred. Their name. There's they already eighteen hundred kids in there right now. Yeah, and there's 18. a lot of listen. There's probably two hundred fifty walk-ons. Well, there's right. walk-ons. So, in there. yeah, yeah. Sure. trying to go down I don't from do high the walk-on major. thing when I do my, yeah. my list. But but again, I mean, a lot of them. If they're done anyway, a lot of the mid-majors throw their name in there, see what they get, and if they don't get anything, who cares? Yeah, right? I mean, I, I'm sure there's some. I, you know, honestly, I haven't studied. I just go in there to look for what I look for and what, you know, last year, obviously, we had, mad, you know, we had a lot more numbers. Mm-hmm. This year, I don't – I hope not, you know, that we don't have as many. Yeah. So, you can kind of focus more on certain things, you yeah. know, than just trying to I – mean, maybe some – a lot of guys – that's how they got to redo their roster, like I did last year. But it's, that's also a good thing in a way, because it doesn't take three or four years to do it. You can and if you can hit quick. it, you can get good, and then you, you get know. bad quick too. Yeah, you can. 
right? I mean, yeah, you make you make mistakes. There's and no you get magic, the wrong dudes. Listen, there's no. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta have a feel for it. How many I, people have called you? How many coaches have called you and said to you like, "How did you do it?" What are you Why? looking for? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like the magic formula. I, mean, I think what happens, honest truth is, guys, I think more people just use that. Oh, I coached JUCO for eleven years. That that helped me. Right. I mean, I don't know because you it, had to re- redo your roster. Yeah, everything. but it's, you still gotta be able to pick the right guy. Right? Yeah, I mean, right. I think this, you got team guys. This is what you? I think. I'm getting older. I learned how to recruit with my eyes and not my ears, okay? And I think that a lot of, you know, younger coaches, no offense, but go to the, your rankings that you used to have or something and just start recruiting them. I'm kind of from the Missouri, the show-me state. Like, I want to go out and just watch a kid play. I don't really care what he's ranked, especially in the portal, because um, anybody could be the leading scorer on a bad team. Totally. Okay? Yeah. I believe that. But I also think that if you go look for kids that have been coached, Okay, Lon Kruger's a pretty – he's better – I mean, Cam McGusty and Brady, You can finish man. that sentence. I mean, look at that. You can finish the sentence. He's forgot more basketball than I've ever known. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has. And so yeah. – but what I'm saying is – but then there's Brady Manning, Cam McGusty, and Alonis Williams. So, they've all done well. They all won. Right. Greg Lansing is a good basketball coach. Okay? Yeah. Now, so is Ted Boyle. Yeah, Ted, yeah. That's right. right? So, I knew – You got guys. I felt pretty good yeah. about what I was getting, you know. Um, and then I knew at the end of the summer – we were not going to be 13, just because of practice. You know, eight weeks of practice. You're like you told me that over and over. I just said I don't know where we're going to finish, but yeah. I don't think we'll be 13 because we could score a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, and so no, we had our kryptonite. You know, we turned it over too much, yep. and physical teams bothered us. You know, they could really get into us. You know, but that you know every team has kryptonite. Right. If, if- Listen, if you need somebody to help you with your non-conference schedule no. next year, I'm here for it. <laughs> listen, I'm here for it. Let me tell you something. Okay. I know this. Like, no ten, more, no more. I, listen, I would bring you some cupcakes. We didn't right. know, we didn't ten, know you were going to be on tonight. Ten, Otherwise, I, I would have brought you some cupcakes. Ten years from now, you'll say 25 and 10. You won't say that. Oh, you played so and so and so and so. Remember that. When we Very won, true. hey, All when right. we won 30 games. Before I left, we played three nine ones, but they don't say that. They say you won thirty. Thirty games, okay, very true, you. very All true. Right. All right, thanks. I got to ask, I got to ask you about Goodman's Go pina get colada. Beer. Are you a pina colada guy? No, no. So hell weak. no. I got- Do I look like a pina colada guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's got alcohol in it. I'm good. I'm drinking beer. That's what I'm drinking, drinking whatever. Today. Whatever I mean, you give me. Do I look like that kind of guy? Go get a hurricane for it. <laughs> That's weak, too. Go get, what are you going to get? I don't know. We'll All right, go find it. Go find it. Go to Bourbon hey. Street and find it. Thanks for stopping by. All right, Coach. All right, Wake coach. Forest Coach uh, Steve Forbes joining us here on the field now. of 68 here at Gordon Beers. Who's tagging in? We got, we got a Colorado State legend. Oh, Nico's here. <laughs> Coming up next. I need room. my beer. All right, well, I need my beer, but somebody give me a beer. All right, we got Colorado State head coach Nico Medved joining us here in a minute. Oh, you gonna give it to him? Yeah, give it to the big boy over there. He needs it. He needs it. What's up? Somehow they sucked it in, so they sucked me into it. What's that? I'm liking it a lot. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, we got here he is, Colorado State head coach Nico Medved, straight off of the plane. Right, man. You guys have a bad landing too. Randolph's yes. still shaking. Mine, mine was bad too. Oh, like you guys, you guys are, you guys are out of soft. your mind if you don't hey, think that that was. You're like, all soft. When you're rolling like this, what is this? 
When you're rolling like this on the plane, yeah. Yeah, we I went got, for a walk in between this show. You see how bad we were? It was a little windy. My, a little windy. A little, <laughs> a little windy. There's a tornado warning. Like, and I was telling him, like, you, you got queasy. Come on, like, Rand- like, literally. Randolph's, hey. Randolph's been down there in Winston-Salem too long. Hey, He's been in Fort Collins. He should be tough. Hey. I mean, it should be. You're, hey. you're a Northeast guy. Hey. I live I live around the corner from a farm, man. Like, how tough am I going to be? Let me tell you what, though. I was queasy, but you got to New Orleans. And <laughs> once I got better? that bowl of jambalaya in me <laughs> quick or whatever, I am freaking raring to go, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I feel ready. better. Well, right, I, hey, congrats on a hell of a year, first of all. Congrats on a hell of a year. I appreciate Maybe that. Maybe my favorite thing this year, I always try to pick a new spot that I go every year that I haven't been before. Fort Collins. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I, we didn't disappoint, did no, we? We told you to come down. Everything about it. You got the wind. The atmosphere was good. A St. Mary's team that great we did beer. not know was great as good. Great beer in Fort yeah, Collins. Great, great beer. beer. We had no idea that St. Mary's was going to do what they did Absolutely. after that game. Am I right? No, they are. And they're, and they're just so tough as yeah. nails, and they got better and better. But, I mean, obviously that ended up being one of the biggest wins we had all year yep. and, you know, allowed us, I think, one of the biggest games that allowed us to get the seed we were fortunate to get in the, in the tournament. But I tell you what, you were there for that game, and we built on that. We ended the season with five straight sellouts. Did you really? We were turning away. Uh, students to get into the games at the end of the year. Just a, just a really memorable season. I, I loved not only going to Fort Collins because I thought it was such a cool city, um, but spending time with, with both David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens. Aren't they awesome? Man, you are so lucky. No, no, you are honestly. When I left there, I was like, all right, the culture here. Mm-hmm. When your best players are high-character dudes like that who work like they work, I, I was like, all right, you know what? This is going to sustain itself. And, and now I know why you didn't run to some other job. And I know, I know people, trust me, I know people reached out to him. And crazy. How about this? I don't know if he'll admit this or not right now. Crazy. He did not even take a call from another school. High major schools reached out. He did not take a call from them. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, well, you were there. I know. No, I'm kidding. No, I know. To some degree, but you could have made a lot more money. Well, you know, I I hear. But it's not, you know, when you've been doing this a long time, it's not just about that. And you just mentioned it. I mean, when your best players are your best people, it's the best job in the world. You know, and it's, it is, all these jobs have challenges. Nothing about this is easy, man. Everything about it's hard. But when you get an opportunity to coach guys like that, that doesn't happen all the time. And so, yeah, they're, I always tell they're better dudes than they are players. And, like, awesome. you got to spend some time with them. You're like, man, these guys are these guys are different. And that just shows you kind of what we had in the locker room. And this is one of those seasons, man, we never wanted it to end. Magical. Never wanted it to end. How good is you it? Guys, hold on, you guys dug deep in your Rolodex, man, tonight. You, you guys are like, who the hell can we get here on Wednesday night? Do you know who is Steve? You know who is Steve? Come on. You were one of the first names that we filled out on our list. We actually like you. Yeah, we do. There's a lot of hard names we don't like. I get that. I like you guys. Here's a true story. Here's a true story. Who came in this afternoon? The first coach that we saw in New Orleans, who was it? Who do you think? Who do you think the first coach we saw? Tim Walk, Miles. Yes, you got it. Look it was Miles. Miles. You know, you know why I know that. Cause, cause you know, you oh know what we God. did, Nico. What? He was like, "Do you want me to come on tonight?" We said, "No, we have Nico Medved on tonight. You can come tomorrow, Tim Miles." So you guys are smart too. Yeah. That's how, funny because I talked to him when I landed him? or whatever, and you know, I don't know where Miles is, but he's somewhere probably in an establishment. Well, he's probably somewhere. doing something wrong with his 21 year old daughter. He's probably getting her drunk. So he did not tell me his daughter was here. Yeah, she's oh, here. really? Yes. Oh, God bless her. God yeah. bless you. Imagine right. having yeah. Tim Miles as your father. I, I want your best Tim Miles story. 
Uh, how much time do we have? Uh, we got you know, our show how goes much time for another have? 46 minutes. So if you could fill up those 46 minutes. It, I mean, I don't know if there's one story. You just know, have you ever met anybody like him? No. And, yeah. and if you if you haven't met him and spent time with him, you try to, you, somebody says, well, describe Tim Miles to me. You can't. And then when you're with him for 30 minutes, you're like, I've never met anybody like this before. You know, but he's just, he's got an unbelievable personality. He's unbelievably loyal. I think the one thing about him he just loves life. I mean, mm-hmm. all the stress and pressures that go on with this, he's never going to let that take away from being. He's the same person you would have met at Mayville State as he is now. And you can't say that about many people. I can't say that about me, you know, but he is that he is that kind of a guy. And what a blast I had working for him. Field of 68 alumni. That's what right. I'm saying. He, I, he worked for me. That's awesome. I wouldn't go that far. Can I give you my, my favorite? Uh, yeah, I want to hear it. So it was, it was 2014. I can't remember. I think it was the Dallas Final Four. Is this at the bar there? I'll tell, I'll tell, just uh, let me tell the story. Just, so, so I'm sitting in the hotel lobby. Pretty sure you were there. I know TJ Otzelberger was there. I'm about 80% sure that, uh, that Ali, Ali Fruit-Moynesh was there. All right. I think uh, Norlander, Jeff Borzello, you might have been there. I was there. Um, there, there, there. Some beverages may have been consumed, so it's, I, the I, memory's I a little that. bit hazy. Yeah. But we're, there's a bunch of us sitting there at the hotel bar in one of the booths, and we see Tim Miles walking by, and you're like, "Timmy, come over here, come join us." And he walks over. He's got a backpack on, and he's standing like we're we're sitting at the booth like this, and he's standing right there. And I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm like, "Tim, your your backpack is dripping. There's no, <laughs> there's water coming out of your backpack." He's like, "Oh, check this out." So he opens up his backpack. He's got a 12-pack of Coors Light in the backpack on ice. He doesn't have a cooler. It's mm-hmm. not. This it's is just a true story. It's just yeah. ice I mean, not in the backpack I, I, that, with yeah, Coors Light in it me, yeah. on his back. Yeah. Like, is there water running down the back of his pants? Does it look like he peed him? Like, what, yeah. what are you doing? What? I, I, I'll tell Put you what. Put it in the plastic bag. I, I remember being in Hawaii. Uh, one of yours, we were in the – it wasn't the um, – the tournament, it was the one at the diamond university head. with the, the dime, the old diamond head right before it changed, and the power went out on the island like the night before the game. We're like, what are we going to do? So somehow we walked down, and one of the you know, local establishments was open. <laughs> and we sat in the flashlight, and we you know, drank vodka or whatever in his room. And somehow we ended up in the ocean uh, <laughs> at like 2 in the morning. Uh, um, and, and anyway, what we witnessed down there is something I wouldn't want to but we still talk about that. But does any of that surprise you no. with Tim Miles? Yeah, no. it's what a guy. And it's great to have him back coaching. You yeah. know, I, I, it was bittersweet, you know, uh, beating him this year and having to coach against somebody you had that much respect for. But our league got better and the game's better with was him it, coaching. Was it really bittersweet, though? Not really. <laughs> I can't lie. Like, it's, it's pretty, winning's fun. Yeah, Especially winning, win, smiles. Winning's always fun. I can't lie. So, But, man, I hope not. Like, he was a, a, a field of 68. And, I, and then – you know, the Miller brothers. I mean, Archie mm-hmm. spent some time with us this year, and now those guys have jobs. We're I, hope, a thousand. I, I hope this isn't an omen for me. I love you here, I hope it's not long-term. There you go. Speaking of your friends back at Furman, I know you watched the conference championship game. How disappointed for those guys were you? You know, we were having a a year-end dinner at our show before we went to the conference tournament. Literally, our whole team and donors watched the end of that game. I was just sick to my stomach. I know you I mean, were. I know how much that meant to that school yeah. and to yeah. Bob and, and those players, some of them who I knew and was there, that they put everything into that. And just to see that ending, especially for them, is just it was heart-wrenching. And I actually, because they raved about you even in that moment, like coming up to the championship game, they were talking about you and your impact on that group. 
you know. And I had nothing I, to do I, with I, that group. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, but yeah. just what Bob, build it. Bob yeah. was saying that. He was just saying that, yeah. you know, for him to get his start there and continue to add on to what you had started. And then to get to that moment, I thought they had it. I did, too. I was and, ready and to celebrate with those guys. And all, all the people in that job, how long it's been yeah. you know, since they've been yeah. there and stuff. But they're going to be back. I mean, they he's done be. an unbelievable done, job there. And I, and I think they got as good a shot as – and eventually they're, they're going to break through. But that, that was hard to watch. That was tough. That was da- hard to watch. David Roddy uh, announced today that he's going to yeah. put his name in, go through the process, and see where he stands draft-wise. Formality. I yeah. think it's, it's great for him. And just watching how far he's come in the last three years and – you know, he, he'll have a decision to make, I think. And, and I think he, he the way I look at it, it's going to be great for him no matter Either what. And, and, and it's great for us. You know, if, if somebody comes into our program and develops into a first-round NBA draft choice of playing in that league, I think that's awesome. But, no, he, he's got a decision to make. He's going to go through the process. He's going to start working out in Phoenix here and get ready for working out for teams in the combine. And, um, and, and we'll see what happens. So, but I, I know told he, you – because a lot – listen – it's changed now, right? Ten years ago, well, when Randolph was coming out, it was you had to be a lottery ten, pick. Twenty-five ten, years ago, how many years, years ago, ago, Randolph? You look like you could still play, man. We're about the same yeah. age, no, RC. RC, <laughs> you're about the same age. You know how these guys are. I hear you. But yeah. like, listen, it's changed so much. You had yes. to be a lottery pick, or yeah, else you didn't come out early. Yeah. Then you had to be a first rounder. Now a lot of guys they'll leave if if they can get a two way. Right. Have you talked to David Roddy about what it would take? for him to leave Colorado yeah, State. I, I think he, I mean, as you know, you've met him. He's a smart kid. Yeah. He understands that. I know he loves it in Fort Collins. Yeah. I mean, I think he would be really excited about coming back, but he owes it to himself. I, I think you're right. Like, you've got the guaranteed contracts. You've got two ways. And then you're, every once in a while, a team has given some guaranteed money yeah. to some second rounders. A lot of them do that. So I, yeah. I, I think it really just kind of depends where it felt. But he's going to get better from the process no matter what. And what's cool about, I think, now, and, and even that, and even some of the NIL stuff and the way kids feel, the brother, he's got a great option either way. So for him, he's going to be fine, and whether that starts now or a year from now, but the way I look at it, when you start building a program, you hope that you have guys. That's what you want, to have guys in this position. That means you're succeeding. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I do got a bone to pick with you, though, Coach. You screwed my bracket up, dude. I, 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 <laughs> like, 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 you I screwed, screwed my, my own up, man. I, I screwed my own up. You know, I, I was betting on you. We had to bet Rivers at the casino. and Man. That was I, the only I, one I lost, I, man. You know what? It's hot. My bad, man. I, I was hot. You, I'll buy you a drink or something. I appreciate right? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, forgive me. Oh, forgive me. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> the thing about the NCAA tournament is every game's game seven. And it's part of what makes it the best event in sports. But, you know, anybody can be anybody on a given night. It's not a best of five series, and, and uh, um, that's what makes it so special. But, I mean, Michigan, I, mean, I started watching them on film, and I'm like, man, I mean, they're so talented. They do such a great job. Some nights they look like the best team in the Big Ten. Yeah. Other nights they weren't. And, and, and I thought we played, played well, well. You did. You but did. they played really well, yeah. too. And, and, uh, and that you know, didn't surprise me. They beat Tennessee couple nights later but that's what makes the ncaa tournament great but hopefully for our guys it's just hey man hungry to get back, get back there and that's what back. you want you know yeah. so i need a final four prediction out of you i'm gonna go duke uh i had villanova before you know the injury but i got another prediction oh, i think boy. villanova is gonna play their tail off on saturday that's and it wouldn't surprise me everyone. if they beat kansas and everyone yes. might think i mean kansas is great too but a, a program like Jay has there and the way those guys play, they are going to rally, and they're going to listen to everybody telling them they don't have a chance, 
and they're going to play their tail off against Kansas. You know, That's my prediction. They're, they're going to hang around. He didn't yep. say they were going to win, Rob. He well, said no, they were going to play the tail off. Everybody yeah. says that. No, nobody, yeah. no. nobody thinks they're going to get blown out, Rob. He, he, no, here's nobody. the thing. Yeah. They're going to they're keep it close. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They don't miss free throws. They're not going to miss defensive assignments. They don't give up offensive rebounds. They're not going to beat they themselves. Can, they're they not going to make beat it a half-court game. Right. Like they do Grindr. take care of the ball, Grinder. They, they've got a chance. But it's going to be. I'm really not putting myself out there to say that they have a chance to win. But that's not going to surprise me. It's going to be like a. It's going to be like a three point game in the final four minutes. Mm-hmm. And if it's a three point game in the final four minutes, all you need is Colin Gillespie to go yeah. Providence mode. All you yeah. need him to do is have two or three possessions where he hits a big three. Two yeah. other guys or some mm-hmm. guy play a great game offensively or two guys lift their their, their right, offensive right. games. But, but Slater I mean, and Daniel. Yes. Mm-hmm. But how, two of them that should be. How good is this final four? Oh, yes. You know what I mean? When you look at it and you look at how well how Kansas is How good is it to be playing, back it's at awesome. a final four? Especially in this city right? like this right. right now. It's 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 incredible. He gave me a hug you know, when he though. saw me. Yeah. I mean, he gave me a hug. so happy to see you. All right, well, we're going to let you get to dinner. We know, you, we know Aaron brought you over here, and you guys, uh, you guys got to get gotta we, going to a guys. good spot. We haven't even decided yet, no, man, but I mean, we're in, just going to kind of walk that way. You know what I mean? And then it's, it's, You'll it's, find something. It's awesome. It's not going to be hard man. here. All right, listen. Appreciate you guys. Spend that bone hand. Hey, Nico, the craft table is right over there. It's right across the street. right over there. I'm good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, man. Good luck to you guys. Take it easy, man. Great. Good seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just so we're clear. Yeah, John, yeah, John, 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 Feel the 68 after dark from New Orleans. Gordon Biersch rolling on. Stop and see us. We just had Steve Forbes, Nico Medved. Thanks to the coaches for joining us. Sean Paul, welcome to New Orleans. Fresh cut. You look ready. Yeah, uh, what, what number flight was this for you in your life today? This was my third. Third. Number I've taken three. two long ones, though. I've been to New Orleans. and T- then I've Talking been, to the mic, Sean. Yeah, I've, been, I've been to New Orleans now, and then I've been to Philadelphia. So I've been to two long ones. Yeah, I'm not tall enough. Right. I mean, come on, set design. Come on, set design. All right. uh, What are your thoughts on this Final Four, Sean Paul? I mean, a lot of people question how entertaining it'll be because it's four blue bloods, but at the same time, I think it'll be a good game because you get North Carolina and Duke and Coach K's final ride, and it'll be forever bragging rights for North Carolina if they're able to beat Duke in in Coach K's final game. But the Villanova Kansas game to me is the most interesting because there's really a, yeah because not, not clearly not an ACC guy yeah clearly I, not <laughs> I, I I think Villanova has a good chance to win and I think they probably do win in my mind wow because I compare this to the Auburn game from a few years ago when Shumo Kiki got hurt and then Auburn went and beat Kentucky and then advanced to the Final Four I like that Shawnee Peace bringing heat but when you ha- heat. when you have a culture like Villanova has. These guys will band together. They're not going to fade away from the pressure. They're going to use this to band together. And if you get something from Brian Antoine, if you get something from maybe a few minutes from Trey Patterson, I think Villanova wins. Yeah, and and I think that we've talked about it a a couple of times. Brandon Slater was Rob's key, and you're so right, Rob, because Mm -hmm. Slater's lack of confidence on the offensive end showed against Houston, fortunately for him, 
Houston scored 44 points and could not make a three for their life. You can't have a position on the floor on Saturday night against Kansas that's worthless in this game when you're down to essentially five players. Yeah. I feel like another thing, too, that we're that Villanova's never going to put themselves in position to get blown out because, one, they don't turn it over, and that's not going to change. Colin Gillespie's still on, walking this planet. And then another thing, they hit free throws. So they yeah. do those two things. They manage on the boards. They're going to be able to compete. This Villanova team, I'm giving any Villanova team with Colin Gillespie a chance because we saw what he could do at Providence in an unbelievable game. What Tio just said right there, guys, he said hammer, hammer, Villanova four and a half. You are. Break out the hammer. I would, too. Four and a half. I'm going to be heavier on the under than I am going to be on Villanova plus four and a half. And Ochai hasn't been great either, though. No, he hasn't. I got a question for you, though, Sean Paul. What we do, our tradition (laughs) on this After Dark show is to hit you with – he's our mid-major guru, okay? Uh, Sean Paul hosts uh, the mid-major top 25, right? Mid is nothing but a number. And we hit him with random mid-major players and see if he can name them. Carter, Greg, do you have some names for us? On Dagan, the spot right Dagan, here. can we get to the producer cam? Started off easy for you. Uh, Bryson Mazzone? Uh That's USC Upstate. Hey, dude, hey, for, for what it's worth, I would have gotten that one, too. That, that's a good player. We're playing who he'd play for him in major edition. State in a great year I would have never South. gotten him. Yeah, also, exactly. What? Dagan and I, what, what is going to continue? Next player. What about Dalen Koontz? Oh, that's Northern Colorado. Come on now. Are these supposed to be easy? They seem <laughs> kind of hard to me. He averaged 20 a game. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I got one. I got one. Bryant Randleman. Oh, uh, Charleston oh. Southern. No! Oh, oh, high point. Come on. Come on Everybody Sean. gets a shot. Hey, come on. Everybody Sean. gets a shot. Come on, Sean. All right, give us, yeah, give us two more. Two more cards. All right. Okay, hey, he, got on, the same. he got the right demographic. Devondre Perry. Albany. Wow. <laughs> wow. Greg, you got one more? I don't have anything. Carter, on, you got any wait, more? Don't screw with me. Give me I'm literally on Kempon right now in the 300s, basically. All right, I'm going to give you one more. I'm going into the 300s on Kempon for this one. Oh, my. All right, 300s on Kempon. Chicago State, come on. Let's, no, let's go here we somewhere. go, here we go. That's a, that's a good team to play. I've heard more about Chicago State basketball this season than I have you in ready? the previous won, 25 like, years of life. Bert Headstrom. Oh, man. Who was It's in the Summit League, isn't it? No? Bert Headstrom, he is – I don't even know what league this school's in. Yeah, it's in the Summit League. Wait, 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 wait. You can't ask the question and not know who he played St. for. Thomas? No way. No way. Here's a kicker. Here's a kicker. Here's a kicker. Kobe Jeffries. Who? Kobe Jeffries. I don't know who that is. Let's go. Is it a Walmart? Here's a kicker about that one. Who is St. Thomas? Where did he play for? Tennessee Martin. This is now going to be a segment. I, I watched zero UT Martin games this year. Really? So, yeah. How dare you? How many St. Hey, Thomas hey, games Actually, a few. UT Martin, <laughs> not a friend of Sean Paul. All right. Can we can we get into let's let's talk a little bit about North Carolina and Duke, and then we can get into uh, some questions, get into the afters a little bit, and then we can get out of here and we can go hit Bourbon Street. Yes, sir. Can I yes, just tell sir. you guys? Can I just tell you guys one thing really quick? John Fanta, that man right there, the legend John Fanta, has never had a Sazerac in his life. No, I've never had it. That's going to change tonight. Sazeracs are happening. What's a Sazerac? I've been told it's the best cocktail in this area. Well, T.O. hasn't had one, so now I'm, I'm excused. I don't know. It's something Doster drinks, so it's probably got a ton of fruit in it. Have you had one, Rob? Oh, you mean what the same it? guy who puts ketchup on a really cinnamon raisin <laughs> bagel? 
Sazerac. What, what happened out. in the back? We're, we're talking about the guy that puts ketchup on a cinnamon raisin bagel. Right? That's a good point. I don't so, know. you know what? We have not had a chance to talk about that, and we didn't on the DTF podcast for a reason. That is absolutely inexcusable that you associate a cinnamon, cinnamon raisin bagel with ketchup. <laughs> Are you crazy? Okay. That is insane. I was, I was knocking out all the one, one, I was misquoted. Dagan Hughes took me completely out of context. <laughs> You have misquoted. a journalism degree from Seton Mis- Hall. Misquoted. <laughs> I said, I said, if you had a breakfast sandwich, a bacon, egg, and cheese on a cinnamon raisin bagel, that if you dipped that in ketchup or you put ketchup on a bacon, egg, and cheese on a cinnamon raisin It'd bagel, be gross. Okay. it was acceptable. I, I would do that. I would do that. Oh, and no. he turned he turned it into he turned it into <laughs> putting ketchup instead of cream cheese on a cinnamon no, raisin bagel. He's Get that. You can't put ketchup with a cinnamon raisin bagel. Yes. The two flavors don't mesh. It'd be like putting me with with Jennifer Aniston. Have you ever tried it? You are with Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) No, I'm with somebody better than Jennifer Aniston. Shout out to Victoria Rizzo. Let's get Shout out to Victoria Rizzo. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to the right here. Let's get back to North Carolina Duke. (laughs) Let's get back to North Carolina Duke. All right. Rob, you've talked about Brady Manick. Let's zone in again on the matchup inside. Armando Baycott and Mark Williams. These two <laughs> guys are he is zoned in. <laughs> well, they're just they're playing like monsters. They are. Thoughts on on who you give the edge to? Um, I I think that that's going to be one of the most important factors in this game and who wins. Uh, I think that if North Carolina is able to establish Armando Baycott inside, then that's how you get Mark Williams in foul trouble. And, T.O., we've talked about this plenty. Yep. You get Mark Williams in foul trouble, you get him out of the game, you change what Duke can be defensively. When Duke is not great defensively, they're not good enough on the offensive end of the floor to be able to win at the level that you need them to be able to win. And, look, bottom line, this North Carolina team, they're on fire right now. Yep, that's right. And this Duke-North Carolina game, strength versus length. That's what it is. It's Armando Baycott, so strong on the inside against Mark Williams, who's got the longest arms I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I think it's like a 7'5", seven, 7'6", seven, wingspan. Sean Paul, vouch for me. I think it's 7'7". Seven, seven. There it is, 7'7". <laughs> seven, seven. I undersold it. If I'm wrong, then I was close. I undersold it, America. But here's the thing, too. <laughs> Strength versus length. It's going to come down to who gets into foul trouble first. And yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. The problem is, with Duke... If he gets out of the game, Theo John's been fine. He's been serviceable. He brings an edge to that team off the bench, an occasional energy burst, right? But the big thing is is they can't they don't have that rim protection because Duke's not a big heavy help team like a Villanova, mm-hmm. like a can't they're not a heavy help team. They rely on that rim protection there from Mark Williams. That's gonna be the big thing. He has to stay in the game. He has to play north of twenty five minutes. Derek St. Hilaire. Uh, oh, come on, New Orleans. Come hey, on. There it is. In the end, That's too easy. He's a private hero. Okay. Come on. But, uh, yeah, my, I think A.J. Griffin's a key here for Duke because you look at him, he had 18 points the other day. I didn't notice he led Duke in scoring the other day, but he had a big game. I think if he has a big game here, I think that gives Duke the edge. And shot making's contagious. I think that's one thing. Well, as that's you're true. One guy hits a shot, then another feels a little bit more confident. He took the lid off the basket whenever he got and it's, it. It's not, it's not just that. He's the one guy that you have to chase off the three-point. Yes. Yes. Like you, if you're – if, if Jeremy Roach is going to shoot threes, like you kind of like, all right, look, if he's going to make them, that's, we kind of have to live with that, right? Trevor Keels, if he's going to make threes, you're kind of like, look, we don't want him get playing bully ball. We don't want him getting to the rim. we got to live with it. Wendell Moore, if he's making his threes, yeah, look, you know what? You don't want him getting around a uh, corner. 
getting downhill, being able to make plays when he gets right. in the paint. If Powell's making threes, like, whatever. Well, screw he's it. like 32%. Yeah, yeah you're right not going to win. You don't have a Griffin, chance. Griffin, you got to run him off the line, and that right there is what creates the space for Paolo when you get him in those mid-post isos. It creates the space for Mark Williams around the rim. It creates the space for Trevor Keels to get off that ball screen, get into the lane, and find Mark Williams on those lobs. Like, right. That that one that one lights out shooter that one Terrence Oglesby wannabe. See, they just can't do that. Now you're just acting crazy. When is it? When is it officially? When is it officially Terrence Oglesby story time? We've had that later this week. We have a lot of show. No, we're doing it tonight. We're driving it tonight. It's happening tonight. What Terrence Oglesby? Like, am I telling the story? No, I got. I told you. All right. Well, hold on. Hold on one second. If you go on Torvik, on your Torvik, (laughs) can you look up what Jeremy Roach's? Three-point shooting percentage is in the last month. Jeremy Roach <laughs> from three well, last pull month. Pull out your Torvik back there, Greg. What? Pull your Torvik out. Your pull your Torvik out. But do it Torvik researcher, Greg Waddell. Hey, do it classy. Don't get out we of We love Torvik. Bart Torvik. Hey. Um, you notice we don't ask Carter to whip out his Torvik. Well, right? look. Simply put here. <laughs> when Duke hits a three, it feels like more than that. It does, yeah. And they made two elite defenses look pretty mediocre. I mean, they didn't That's miss great in the point. final stretch what? against Texas Tech. Wait, you Tech. want last month? And Arkansas yeah. looked pretty mediocre, too. Yeah, Jeremy Roach of the last month. Over the course of the last month, I want to know Jeremy Roach's three-point percentage. You sure? No. <laughs> Not if it doesn't go with my argument. 32% from three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, here's the thing. I think he's been better. I think he's been better he's over been, the past month. He's been month. way better. But, he's been but, way better. And he's hit big T-O, ones. That reflects the argument, though, that just him doing anything from the perimeter gives Duke a different edge. They just need him to exist. Yeah, because they're going to defend. Yep. Nah, if, I don't know. With, well, Mark, with Mark Williams on the, on the interior, floor, they're going yeah. to. That's with Mark right. Williams on the, on the interior, floor, they're going yes. to. With yeah, Mark now, now the they got to worry about the perimeter here's, against here's, Carolina. Here's my thing about Duke, right? They're, they're always going to end up being the most talented team. No matter, no matter what happens, they're going to be the most talented team on the floor. It was like that all season long. It's going to be like that throughout the Final Four. They have five first-rounders, right? It is what it is. When they show up and they're engaged and they're, they're not playing intimidated by the moment, right? If they're not playing, I don't want to say scared, but it's almost when they're not playing not to lose, then I don't know how you beat them. That's what we saw in the last five minutes against Michigan State. That's what we saw when they didn't miss a shot in the last eight minutes and 55 seconds against the number one defense in the country, Texas yeah. Tech. That's what we saw for 40 minutes against Arkansas yeah. when they basically ran one of the hottest teams in the country off the floor. And I fully expect that that's what we're going to see against North Carolina. Like, they have a point to prove. Oh, they revenge, have, they man. They have a yep. point to prove. I think that's and a big part they, of it. That's a big part here's, of it now. Here's the way I look at it. Either one – you have a North Carolina pulling an old-school Georgetown over Syracuse. Manly Fieldhouse is closed. Coach K's career is over. They're walking off the floor saying. Not, not over. 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 That's it. Sayonara. You thought the win at Cameron Indoor was, was uh, Carolina fans' favorite win. This would supersede it. Oh, no question. Or you have revenge is a dish best served with a beignet in new orleans i like that that's what you've got going on here and you can't tell me right now that those duke players aren't thinking about getting revenge on carolina the question is not the want the question is do they allow that to become too big of a thing in this game yep i just don't know that duke is is if they're playing well like they have been there's no way you can convince me that carolina can beat a duke on their best there's one there's one way one way in my mind. Mark Caleb, Williams gets in foul trouble. No, Caleb Love has to go full 
second half Caleb Love. Mm-hmm. He has to go full mm-hmm. second half wearing the, the the Carolina blue. What are they called? Pantone 11s? It's not, it wasn't a cool grace. No. Oh, sorry, Patone Yeah. That, I didn't like Joey Fatone. No, Pantone. Pantone. It's Pantone. Like a color Pantone. Get your emphasis yeah. on the right syllable, <laughs> Elliot. What is beans? What, what are we talking about right now? It, the, he switched shoes at halftime of the Sweet yeah. 16 game to wear the Carolina Blue Jordan 11s. He had 27 in the second half. If that Caleb Love shows up, they could beat anybody. Anybody, they might be able to beat some of these tanking NBA teams. And I, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> oh when I say that. boy! Look the at Trailblazers. Oh, look at some that. of the lineups that they're rolling out here. The Trailblazers. Look at some of the it's a good thing, Goodman. Yeah. It's a good thing. No, look at some of these lineups. It's like Keon Johnson is the you best player on the floor. It. Keon Johnson wasn't All SEC <laughs> last on. year, right? Hold on. Look, let me bring out this line. No, no, no. It's not Sean. It's, it's, it's oh yeah. So, so Rob is arguing. That Carolina would have a shot to beat some tanking NBA teams. We've, we're, we're on the verge of losing all credibility at the field of 68 no, get, with this can nonsense. We get out of here now? <laughs> That's not what I said. All right. What, out, this Rob. is what I said. I'm tagging you out. Tagging you out. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Rob, before you go, can I tell my T.O. story? Okay, go ahead and tell let, your T.O. Let me tell story. You, producer Dagan is saying that. Did you're he out. not say that? All right, fuck. You're out. Good. I'll go drink my beer and pee. Do we wait? Do we have it? Do we have it hot keyed up here for this show for the next four days? Will you let me finish? <laughs> that was the fiercest response I've gotten all season on the show. I thought things. I thought where is that? Where's he really the said Carolina. Carolina. Off right what now. So. What the <laughs> hell happened? I leave for ten minutes. We have fifteen minutes left in the show. We need your best questions in the chat because the best question we get is going to get a fifty dollars top dollar. Oh, I like question. I have like it. Best question in the chat is going to get a fifty dollars top dollar sober. Leave your Twitter question. or Instagram so. handle in the in the question in the chat. Good. I think he okay. is. To be fair. All right. Let's return some yeah, sanity here. Come on. I'm going to ask you right now, who do you have, Carolina or Duke? I'm going Duke. I mean, you have so many different options. Like, when you have those five guys that can score the basketball. Do we need a phone book for you? Yeah, you might. This we is, might need yeah. a phone book I, tomorrow. I, I, my posture all the way Wait up. This is, Dagan, we'll hit we the get store. a phone we'll book get for tomorrow. We'll, Sean, we'll get you Dagan, a phone do those back. exist? We'll, do those exist? Yeah, that's like, true. You know, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's hold on. Let's hold on. I'm with fans on this. A phone book. Anybody's open to phone book. A phone book. Phone books don't exist, Dad. What do you want to put? Uncle Jeff, phone books don't exist. You want a booster seat? Yeah. I can have a booster seat. There's a few by the door. We maybe want to pick All right, one we'll up. get one for you. All right. Yeah. Speaking of the mic. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what a phone book is? Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're yellow. I got it. I got it. I, did, I mean, I'm telling uh, you. I mean, I think I think we're looking at a Duke victory here. You have too many scoring options. You have Trevor Keels yeah. or Jeremy Roche who could play a solid role. You have AJ Griffin who can score, score the basketball and Paulo Bancaro. There is no better player in the tournament than him. He's the most talented player in the country, and he's going to have a big game against North Carolina. He's just such a dynamic player. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I like Duke, too. Um, I just think the revenge factor, to me, adds another layer to this, right? I think Duke's a better team anyway. And then you add, again, just that, that taste in their mouths they've yes, had yes. for the last few weeks. And I think these guys are going to be salivating to see Carolina again and ready to kick their ass. Uh, I, I have Duke. Uh, for all the reasons these guys said and the fact that there's so many scoring options with the emergence of Wendell Moore playing more assertively, looking to the basket more, with Jeremy Roach being terrific, Paolo Bancaro being awesome. Jeff, 
I've got Duke as well, and that almost makes me feel bad because a lot of us are on Duke. Like the, re- the, the revenge factor is a big. It's thing, huge. Too. It's huge. I want to ask you this though, because you're on the inside with coaches and faces and personalities all throughout the sport, and Mark Emmert's going to address people tomorrow at, at a press conference. Yeah, I can't wait to ask him a question. What do you want to know for Mark Emmert? Uh, what beach he was on this past year. <laughs> what beach? Because he was nowhere to be found. And I, I'm literally, I think I'm going to ask him that. Maybe not what beach he was on, <laughs> but where he's been. Because when the sport needs him the most. You know, when I was there March 5th, um, I asked Coach K the question. And I said, like, when's the last time you spoke to Mark Emmert? Because mm-hmm. I had asked him this about five years ago. And, and he said, we really don't have any relationship. And he said it again. He said, like, no, Mark Emmert's never called me to get my thoughts on college basketball. So the figurehead in this the most particular sport, the most yeah. successful coach of all time, maybe. Of all time, maybe. He's right how there can with you not, How can you how, not how do you not have a relationship with somebody like that? That's insane. It's, it's, it's stupid. Completely I mean, disconnected from yes. what he's At doing. At least in his last year, part. give him a call and say good luck on your final year. You've given a lot and to our association. I mean, maybe he has by now. I don't know if he what has. What do you think Kay does after this year? Yeah, I mean, I think Kay, again, he's he still got his plush office, um, you know, uh, uh, above the court there. And he'll he'll be around. I think he'll be around to make sure that the, the transition for John Shire goes smoothly. But I don't think he'll be like Jim Calhoun was with Kevin Ollie. And Jim Calhoun was at every practice. I don't think he'll – I think he'll be somewhere in between, like a Kevin Ollie and a Lute Olsen when Sean Miller took over, who, who completely left him alone. But, again, Sean Miller wasn't his guy. So, you know, this is Kay's guy. Obviously, he wants him to do well. But the question I have for all these dudes when they retire is, like, do you want him to do well, but do you want him to do too well? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Do you yeah. want him to be better than you were? Like, Coach K, if he doesn't win this, oh, by the way, he's only won one title in the last 10 years. Yep. He's only won one ACC regular season title yep. in the last 10 years. Like, over the last 10 years, you could look at it, and if he doesn't win this whole thing this year and say, okay, John Shire could be better over the first 10 years of the John Shire yep. career, could be more successful than the last 10 years of the Coach K tenure. It's impossible for me to answer this question, just considering I'm not a Duke guy for, and not as plugged in as him, but – I think there's a lot to be said for being that middle guy of like, hey, you do have some influence, obviously, because you're Coach K. But John Shire, he's only been under one coach. He's only played for one college coach. He's going to do a lot of things very similar to the way Coach K did them. He's just a little bit younger, which I think is going to be interesting in and of itself. I want to ask you about this, Sean Paul, because it spirals into another intersection of discussion here. And by the way, we're live from Gordon Biersch here. In New Orleans, we're right across the way from Harris. We are right down the street yeah, from the. Come hill. over, say hello. Please say, say hello. hello tonight. We're on tomorrow, twelve to two, six to eight. So come in, and yep. Sean Paul might buy you a beer. He might. He might actually have a, a chugging contest with you. Yeah, How's that? yeah, Please. totally. No, nope. yep. And you might just <laughs> you do that. No. No. Right. Right. Well, we no don't chance. advocate right. for illegal behavior here on the Especially field. Especially for minors. I'm sorry, yeah, John. Ex- John exactly. Strike that. Strike that. And if you come by, no, you might just He had a Dr. Pepper earlier, so he, he was yeah. letting yeah. loose See, a little bit. He was letting loose a little bit. Wow. Did you have any Cheez-Its? I didn't today, we'll but, yeah, you, you'll see some. Yeah. 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 And, by the way, you might even meet a coach. We've got coaching guests on. We've already had Steve Forbes, yep. Nico Medvin. Nico's never leaving. Nico's just no, hanging around, so come and hang out with everybody here. Go get some dinner, will you? 
right? I mean, Aaron's hungry. All right. <laughs> Sean, you cover oh, – you're, you're in on a lot of mid-major programs. And one of the traits this year in the NCAA tournament, Mountain West goes 0-4 in the tournament. So I'll get your guys' thoughts after this. I want to ask you, what's your take on the tournament and how much it defines what a league is? It's tough because obviously the Mountain West hasn't had a tournament win since Nevada won one a couple of years ago. They've had some good teams. They just haven't been able to get it done. But they've had multiple bids. You you got four bids this year. Then you look at a league like the WCC. They're usually a good multi-bid league. But when you look at some of the one-bid leagues like an OVC usually or Missouri Valley, I, I think there's less pressure on them because they're not expected to do anything. But there's a lot more pressure on a Mountain West because you add those four teams in. Colorado State had a big lead yep. in the first half and blew it. San Diego State should have won that game against Creighton. I mean, there's no way that they should end up losing that basketball game, and they did. So what it's we're saying is the mile. ACC should have had more bids and the Mountain West should have had less. <laughs> oh, this is we what go. we're saying right now? Is that what we're? Hey, who would have gotten in? Clemson? No. <laughs> Look at that. That hurts. I love it, Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean coming Sean. in with it. Hey, boy. Hey, cut him off from That's that Dr. Wow. Pepper. Right cut him off from his Dr. Pepper. Right, we got to shut questions. Yeah, let's get some questions. To wrap the point, yeah. you've said this. You win one tournament game or you get your team to the tournament, you're getting a job. Well, and, and I would say this. Nothing was illustrated more than John Calipari and Hubert Davis this year. Okay? John yes. Calipari had an incredible regular season. They're in the mix. And now everybody's questioning whether he should be the coach. Right. Not everybody, but enough people are questioning, should he be the coach of Kentucky because they lose in the first round. Hubert Davis has a absolutely underachieving regular season up until early March. Right. And now everybody is saying that Hubert Davis is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. So. That's a great, great point. Let's get to questions. Dagan Hughes, what do you have? Let's do it. Um, so Fat J11 in the chat wants to know who is the biggest X Factor of the entire weekend for any, any four teams. Wow. Biggest, biggest X-Factor. X factor. Of the entire, of the entire uh, Final Four, yeah. I guess I would probably go Remy Martin. I would too. I, I just I think Kansas can win this whole thing with a good Remy Martin. A really good Remy Martin. And you just don't know. Again, he's made contested shots lately. He can just as easily go on one of his you know, 0 for 10 type performances. Uh, I'm going to go Jeremy Roach. I think he's been terrific over the course of this tournament. He's hit down timely shots. We talked about his 32% from three. Thank you. (laughs) Over the last month, Rod Waddell to completely go against my point. But, uh, no, I think he's a big X factor for this Duke team because he's a guy that can get other guys shots. And I'm not sure how many guys that Duke has like that. He could be that person. I'm going to go with Brian Antoine. This was a guy that was a top 20 recruit. I I think he is an X factor. I don't think he's going to be the reason they necessarily win. But X factor, I'm looking at it as like a sleeper almost. And I think Brian Antoine has something to prove. I mean, this is a guy that was once seen as a first-round pick potentially, and he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth because of injuries. This is a time where Brian Antoine can resurface his stock and come back on the radar. Is Jay Wright going to just say, hey, I'm going to throw Brian Antoine If you haven't proven it thus far, what makes you think you're going to prove it in April? But one thing worth noting, Villanova, they were without Justin Moore for one game this year, and they beat UConn. Arch Diakono so, hit three threes. Yeah. We're, we're so maybe, maybe it's Arch Diakono. Let me tell you, uh, here's my take on this, and I've been asked the question all week, and I'll be brief here. Jay Wright's not going away from what got him here. These five starters are going to play at least 32 minutes in this game. People don't want to hear it that way, but it's true. Caleb Love would be my X factor. That's he plays one. his best. Carolina's going to win it all. I like it. Question two. All right, this one, non-basketball related. This is Field of 68 being in New Orleans related, and I'm going to modify the question a little bit. Brandon wants to know, who is most likely to end up in the slammer this week <laughs> from our group? 
Who's going to end up in, in, in the slammer? In, in the slammer. In that jail. is a of all question. Everybody, and I, I can tell you, I know it is not going to be Sean Paul. Going to end up in the slammer. I can tell you, it's not going to be Sean on Paul. Out of us. Out of us. Out of all right of here. us. Yeah. Carter. I modified the question. Carter Elliott. I don't think it's going to be Carter. I'm. I'm. No. I don't think it's Well, actually, hold on. I have a question. Here we go. No, keep it on the producer cam. Okay, stay in here. Who's showing up this weekend? Is it Greg Waddell or is it G Wizzy? <laughs> they're one and the same. <laughs> no, they're it's not. Like, no, <laughs> they are not. Can I can I tell my it's, TO it's story now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sorry, we're ready. Okay, we're ready. so no, no, actually, hold on. I have the best question. Do you want to know who that one? Yeah, the best question. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Yes, uh, Fat J Eleven in the in the YouTube chat. If you're still here, uh, DM either myself uh, at Dagan uh, at Dagan underscore Hughes or at Rob Doster on Twitter. Tell them tell them the Fat J Eleven. Yeah, hey, or drop hey, your drop Twitter. drop a Twitter or Instagram handle in the chat. Yeah, so we can DM you your your top golf gift card. card. Jeff looks very upset that we chose oh, Fat J Eleven. No, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll let us handle this. No, you you just you, yeah, yeah, what just, did he get the gift card for? <laughs> he asked the best question. He asked like the only the question. question. So he got he by default wanted the best question. All right, good job. Can I tell my To story now? So To. What happened when your career ended? Your got, college, your college I got, career. I got, I got ejected from my so, last. Tell, college just tell the story of what happened. So, so I was coming off a down screen and I threw an elbow and I got kicked out of the game. Who did you I elbow? Love bringing this back. Who did, you, up. who did you elbow? It was Stu. Stu Douglas. Stu Douglas. The host. The host of the host of Golden very own. Field of sixty eight. World home. comes at you full circle. Do you do you remember apologizing to him on the flight? Yeah, I did. So what happened? On just tell, take take I, me through the apology. I scared him apology. because I walked around and I was like, hey man, I. I just want to say sorry. He goes, dude, I elbow people all the time. There's Ryan Hawkins, by the way. He's like, yeah, dude, I elbow people all the time. It's no problem at all. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Go. Go get Ryan Hawkins. Go. So, keep keep telling the story. No, I just walked around. I think I scared him. I was like, hey, man, my bad. I was like, that's it. Is there more more to the story? There there is so much more to the story, and you guys want to listen. So, um, Sue Douglas, it, it was a running joke on those Michigan teams that no one could keep Stu Douglas, they couldn't keep track of Stu Douglas and Zach Novak. John Beeline couldn't do it. He would yeah. always get those two confused. You did not apologize to Stu Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> you apologized to oh Zach Novak. Yeah. What? You didn't apologize to those two? They look the same. They, 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 look, they, look, they look exactly the same. But, oh but Zach, because it was on a flight back. I want to say he was playing in Sweden not, at the time. I was playing in Sweden. Yeah, he was so playing in, uh, it was on a flight Holland. back from yeah. Sweden. Hey, Gentlemen, oh, Ryan Hawkins Ryan. is in there. Surprise guest. Surprise guest. Can't complain. Glad you, glad you popped by. Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just we saved your life because I could see the lightning and the thunder yeah, out you know, there. So. I was going to try and beat that rainstorm, you know, get to dinner. But right, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fast enough. I think I can get in between the raindrops. But right, you never know when you're going to get stabbed for an interview. Now you got to tell me because we talked way back in October and November, and I asked you if you like to fish. And you took great offense to that for your I, off-season activity. I didn't take offense to it. It's just not my thing. There's just a lot of other things I'd rather do than fish. What is your thing on the water? Uh, water skiing, slalom skiing. Huge water go. skier. Yeah. Huge. I've, I I, the one time I tried to go water skiing, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get up. Oh, come on. I, I have a better teacher. Is that the only stuff. time you've ever said that? So look. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got to ask about the biggest difference because you played Division Two Now, the best division two over the past yeah. 10 years or whatever it is because you guys have been great and then you step up and i've always said this because i coached at the division two level the difference between division one division two is typically about three inches in height about 30 pounds and three <laughs> slices of pizza and i'll i'll tell the rest of the three slices of pizza <laughs> portion of the story later but i want to hear how it was for you to adjust to the different levels 
Well, I do love pizza. I'm going to start it with that. <laughs> okay, good. It's probably my favorite food group. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> food group all in itself. Uh, but yeah, I think you kind of hit it on the head. You know, everyone's bigger, more athletic, stronger. Uh, you got seven footers in the lane that are, you know, you don't have to block a shot to alter it. Right. And right. sometimes it's better to alter the shot, not block it. Right. Um, and you know, man, just getting thrown in the Big East and just the athleticism—it takes you by surprise. But then at the end of the uh, the end of the day, you just got to sit down and do what you do and don't overcomplicate things. You know, I'm a shooter. Spread the floor. When I have an angle, drive to the rim. Try and create for others. Right. Your head coach, Craig McDermott, just gets signed to a multi-million dollar contract extension. He plans to be at Creighton for life. He talked about that. Mm-hmm. What is it about Mac? that makes it easy to play for him? Uh, first and foremost, I think I should get 10%. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I hope Max I like sees it. this. And get great, but, uh, no, it's his personality. He just allows you to be you. Um, and the group that he was kind of dealt with this year, yeah, is, it's unusual for him even. Like yeah. a coach that's done it for, you know, you look at him, he's old. He's done it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he better watch this now. I love this. Uh, <laughs> but you just look at what he's able to do. He brings in a bunch of strangers and a bunch of young guys and <laughs> throws three older guys in there and says, this is it. we got to find a way to do it. And he didn't panic. You know, you look at us in November and December, we didn't look great. There were times that we were losing games that we shouldn't have been. And, you know, I watched the Kennesaw State game. And I was like, that's not the same team. Right. I watched it in March. It's right. like. We're a night and day difference, and I think it just goes to show his level of patience and his trust in his players. Hey, you, you've talked to Fanta all year. i got to ask you questions now. So, <laughs> Look, here's my thing. with I, I thought you were terrific for Creighton this year because I thought you were the steadying force. Like You had all these young freshman point guards. You kind of settled them down. Whenever they were in trouble, they found you. And then everything seemed to settle down. They kind of got in their groove. Is that What did you do? to kind of settle those guys down? Because you had a lot of talent at the guard spots. They just needed a little bit of time. How did you – you were kind of their crutch, right? I talked. You talked. Communicate. That's it. You know, they get in a tough spot. They get sped up. Uh, communicate. Let them know you're behind them. you got an outlet for them to easy pass, get it downhill to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing you can do, especially when, you know, you look at the job that Nemhard and Trey were able to do running the guard spots, you know. Not a lot of experience there at the college level. They got thrown into the fire. They handled it really well. Just communicate. Let them know that you, know, you make a mistake, I'm still giving you the ball next time, Nemhard or Trey. Like, ah, you're going to figure it out. You're going to get it corrected. And you, you don't want to make a mistake either. Like, and, yeah. you know, look at the second half of the season. Those guys did not make mistakes. They did not play like freshmen. And, you know, a lot of that's credit to Coach Mack and giving them the confidence. But then a lot of credit's to them. And I'm crediting you. That was my whole point of the question. It's all you, man. You got to give the credit to everyone. That's right. No, it's a, it's a he's, team sport. he's a team player, Tio. You wouldn't, know, you wouldn't know anything about that. I can't even get guys' names right. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Let me, Ryan. Let me ask you this. So, you guys beat Villanova by twenty earlier this season. You also lost them in the Big East title game. What what changed for between the big win and, and the loss? Like, how, how have they improved? Villanova. Yeah. Oh, they're you know they're going to do what they do. It's it's a script written out. They're just going to execute it better than you can do it. They're going to tell you, this is exactly what we're going to do. Try and stop us. And they're just going to execute better. They're going to be more fundamentally sound. They're just going to impose their will on you. Whatever they want to do, they're going to do. Uh, and that's kind of the really cool thing about watching them. You know, obviously, your heart goes out to Justin Moore watching him go down. But 
Villanova's a great team, and uh, I think it goes to show the level of quality basketball in the Big East and you know, the way that Creighton was able to hang with it. And yeah. I felt like we opened a lot of eyes with a really, really young group. All right, last question for you. What are your plans this weekend down in New Orleans, and what, what's next for you? Are you playing in anything this week? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, doing the three-on-three tournament. Oh, nice. Who, who else is on the Big East team? Uh, RJ Cole and Tyrese. Yeah, you might get. I'm a UConn guy. I'm a UConn guy. guy. (laughs) Rob, is Teddy Allen playing in that as well? Um, uh, anybody listening right now? We uh, we are looking for an assistant producer. We have a position open. That was so first. I got kicked off my own show. Now I'm getting trolled. This is unbelievable. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was G Wizzy right there. What's that wasn't Greg Wando. That was G Wizzy. He's officially in the building. What's next year? What's what are you thinking? I think after three on three is four on four. Um, <laughs> but you know, gonna go through the process of trying to find an agent and finding someone that's gonna be good for me, and then finding the right fit. Um, you know, some of these guys I feel like are caught up in looking at the money in it. Yeah, but it's like. Go somewhere where you're going to be happy and you're going to have everything you want. And, you and then everything else will come back. Exactly. That. Like, That's the right mindset, man. I got to play basketball for a job. Like, I have the best you, job in the world. Absolutely. And that tells me everything I need to know right there. Ask him what he did in his last game. Which one? I'm not. Well, we're going to rehash this. <laughs> I, I elbowed Zach Novak. <laughs> Ryan Hawkins, thank you. Congratulations hey, awesome stuff. on yep. your leadership this year at Creighton. I'm glad I walked by that window. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for coming by. And Thanks you can be on, like man. Ryan Hawkins at Gordon Biersch because we're man. right back with you right. tomorrow at high noon as we wrap things up. We're on 12 to 2 tomorrow local time. We're on 6 to 8 local time. All right, let's wrap things up here. Feel the 68 after dark. Cheers to the night. Cheers to the night. Three cheers. Four, cheers. Four cheers. Four cheers. cheers. Go ahead. All the cheers. Uh, my, my first toast is going to go to Ryan Hawkins who showed up, stole that? the show. We might, uh, you know, if, if, if the professional route doesn't work out for him, we are going to be replacing uh, Greg Waddell here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my cheers to Ryan Hawkins, who walked by and stole the show. We just saw him. Out. We literally, that was not planned, guys. We saw him out the window, and we were like, yeah, Goodman, go chase him down. That was the fastest Goodman's ever run. Yeah. He, never seen him move like that before. He hit some high knees. He hit some high knees. Yeah. What you got? I'm going to go with Steve Forbes. I like that. Yeah. I'm going like to go with Steve thing. Forbes. I mean, chucking down some beers and some wings back there now. He's hanging out with us. But, no, he he's great guy, doing a great job. And just appreciate him coming out hanging yeah. out with us. What a turnaround he had this year. Uh, my cheers goes to Big Dagan. Nuts Egg Dagan and everybody else who showed up. <laughs> Big Dagan. Uh, cheers to Dagan. He, he, he's, he's, guys, he's he left on Monday. He yeah. drove down on Monday to get down here yeah, and he's, uh, from he's Harrisburg. He's done an excellent job, yeah, and this set turned out really nice. Left. So, hey, hey Dagan, cheers to you. Thank excellent you work, sir. Much appreciated. Yeah, and my cheers go to Wade Mason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? What, how about what that? he did, he was our first guest of the week. That'll be our most memorable guest of the week because of his story. Right. You want to talk about an inspiration? Cancer in some way, shape, or form affects everybody, and he's seen it up front and personal. His fight is inspiring. Get to the the pump party tomorrow night. It's for a great cause. It's a fundraiser. Way Mason, cheers to you because uh, you're an inspiration to us all. So that does it for us. We're back at noon tomorrow. You guys are, are going to be revved right? up. Noon Central. Noon Central, noon Central. Right? Yep. Central. We're back at noon Central time. Noon to 2 Central, then 6 to 8 Central. Join us here at Gordon Biersch. We're here all day. Meet these guys. Meet coaches. It's the Field of 68 after dark.